22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. What's up, Geek Nation, and welcome to a much anticipated edition of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 64. Um, I'll get into the whole much anticipated part in a moment. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as usual, I'm here with the man who. Fuck it, Mike the Finance Guy. Hey, let's go car shopping. My parents promised if I got all B's, they'd buy me a bar, and I got all C's. She gets a car. Amy. I love Amy. I, I, I wonder how many people hear that joke and I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and next to him is the man whose hands are on the power of the soundboard when they're not on himself. RT Square, off the tech. Oh, what, what the heck was that? Was that like a what? muffled crowd? Uh, yeah, they're, they're being stifled by my genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! What did Tinkerbell lead the cheer? <laughs> yep, Tinkerbell got fat by the sound of that bell. Oh, it's because a lot of people were clapping. So you know. And in our guest chair today is the reigning champion of guest appearances, the big man who hearts Batman and Jack Bauer, Kev Double A, also known as Big Kev. Hey, what's going on, everybody? That's so lackluster. Oh my goodness! Yeah. You Damn, I, I was I, that wasn't me. That was your boy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Ah, more Dominican on Dominican hate. I love it. <laughs> Next fan that booze gets two to the gut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, so to clarify why I said much anticipated, we've destroyed this movie before it even came out, and now it's here. First, we will review the controversial reboot by Fox known as The Fantastic Four. Should I even drop my, my voice when saying that? The Fantastic Four. No, you shouldn't. You should be. Not unless you're getting money from movie phone. <laughs> and I don't even know if they exist anymore. <laughs> they do as a website, which is kind of like weird. It is weird. Yeah. Have you guys ever played the game where you imitate the movie phone voice, but you do it with like porn titles? Whoa. <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of games you've been playing. Saturday Night at Kev's House. Always interesting. <laughs> I actually, it's a lonely game. A, we, <laughs> a bottle of Hennessy and only guys. Ironically enough, we did that at work. <laughs> oh, my God. So before Kev gets fired from his job now <laughs> at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my god! Oh, oh that's just sick. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, we're also gonna um, pick the brain of our two video gamers, Big Kevin RT Square, as we explore the new video game or the newer video game, Batman: Arkham Knight. Uh, also, we're gonna have Kev um, give us a who do we think is better competition? Um, something he threw out to us on a text, and we decided to go with it. So we have a lot of things on the, on the table. Let's get right to it. Let's tiptoe our toes into the deep end of the geek pool. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kai. All right, here's a public service announcement for listeners of a certain age. Columbia House has finally declared bankruptcy. Yeah. Yes, any music buyer from the 80s and 90s will fondly remember Columbia House's frequent deals of something like 100 albums for a penny, followed oh, by yeah. a contract to purchase more albums at some obscene markup. Now, Columbia's going out of business came as a surprise to everyone because we all thought it had closed shop years ago. <laughs> the once great house of music had profits of $1.6 billion 
1996, but now has assets of $2 million with debts of excess of $63 million. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So hats off to Columbia House. No music collection would have started without it. <laughs> oh, my you God. You know what's funny? I remember a whole bunch of people that would get the catalog, yeah. Yeah. order like a hundred bucks worth of CDs and never pay it. Yeah, that's probably part of their debt. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were there. <laughs> I, I, I think I was never ballsy enough to try it. I remember one of my friends saying he did that and I was like, oh yeah, and he, oh, why don't you try it? I'm like, oh no, no, I'll be the one that gets caught. Yeah, <laughs> I think I started Columbia House four or five different times just to get that deal. You know? Wow. Because I, mean, I think at one point they even had something like 20 albums for a penny. I mean, it was just, it would be obscene at times, you know? Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, I, I would see that like in magazine um, clippings. Yeah, yeah, magazine, yeah, magazine, yeah, junk mail, advert, you know, it was always out there to think about how, how, how much the world has changed um, in about 10-15 years it's like wow all that stuff I'm like a magazine really like now it's just like yeah. um, uh, what do you call it? web commercials and, and like things attached to um, the video games all those kind of ads yeah. like, like printed ads don't really exist like that anymore yeah. interesting what else we got there Mike All right, it's a bird it's a man it's a man dressed like a bird uh, CW's Legends of Tomorrow has enlisted actor Falk Henschel to play Hawkman. The CW character is reminiscent of some versions of the DC hero's origin in that he will be the latest reincarnation of an Egyptian prince that is cursed to be reborn throughout time along with Hawk Girl. However, these Hawk persons are able to access the powers of the Egyptian Hawk god Horus. Hawkman will be seen on both Arrow and Flash to set up DC's Legends of Tomorrow series. Interesting. What, wait, what was the name of that that, that, that god? Horse? Horse? No, oh, Horse. Oh, Horse. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so the origin of a hawk is a horse? Uh, no, oh, Horus. H O U R S. It's the Egyptian hawk. Though. Quick before you go to your yeah, next. Bitches. <laughs> quick before you go to your next um, quick nose. Um, was Hawkman always, did he always have that origin? Or is that a fairly newer origin? No, his original um, had something to do with awaking the reincarnation. It's, That's, it's, yeah, it's when, yeah, it's when Hector Hall like, discovered, I think, the tomb of something. It, it, it all started from that. Oh, okay. If cool. I remember correctly, anyhow. Because I, I don't remember it being like that. Right, but that also may have been uh, the Earth-1 origin, because Earth-2 Hawkman existed with the Justice Society first. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of hard to say which one I'm trying to remember. But we'll find out. Yeah, well, it, it's a new 52 world, so yeah. whatever. Oh, wait a minute, quick question. Yeah. Um, wasn't it Carter Hall? Oh, what did I say? Hector Hall. I'm sorry, that's uh, his great his son the, or grandson or something like that. You're thinking of the delivery guy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hector. No, Hector Hall is, I think, uh, he's part of the, um, oh, the Infinity Inc., Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. All right. So yeah, we'll see what goes on with the Legends of Tomorrow. And speaking of Legends of Tomorrow, the right. series Big Bad, a.k.a. Vando Savage, has found a face. Casper Crump will play the immortal villain beginning with an appearance on CW's Flash Episode 8. All right. All right. And, and you don't know what Casper Crump is from. Like, if you look him up, it's all Danish programming and then, like, a couple of appearances on TV shows. Johanna's, oh, no, wait, you're Swedish. Never mind. <laughs> Wow, it's just not in America. Hey, I mean, I have to, I'm an equal opportunity hater. Yeah. Danish, Swedish, same shit. Hey, by the way, shout out to Johannes, man. His Instagram page is crazy. Yep, hell yeah. He always has something interesting on there. Oh, cool. it, it, it's very geek worthy. Just a little shout out. Okay. So, yeah, so Danish shows, get on to Johannes. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> Alrighty, so we have Anders Fadge on The Flash. And now, speaking of CW's Flash, the big double, the, I'm sorry, the big double W's is going to be appearing on an upcoming season of The Flash. What? No, not that WWE. Oh. I'm talking Wally West. 
Uh, <laughs> Keenan Lonsdale, a.k.a. Uriah from the Divergent films. Uh, Ralph will know what those, that guy is. He will play the junior speedster as a series regular. Uh, Wally West was created by John Broom and Carmine Infantino and first appeared in The Flash number 110 in December of 1959, where he received his powers in an accident that, du- that duplicated how Barry Allen obtained his powers. But it has not been confirmed that this version of Wally will have superpowers at this juncture. Interesting. Right. All right. So, I mean... And I really doubt he'll be called Kid Flash. I, I can only imagine they'll probably give him one of the many, like, impulse or something like that, only because Kid Flash just doesn't work in a, in a reality-based TV show. You mean they couldn't call him Speedy? <laughs> no, and I wish they'd stop doing that on Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Now, um, I might have missed it, but did they explain how Wally West is going to be introduced to this um, to this um, show? Because I... There's no mention of anything for Wally West at all. Yeah, no, I mean, they haven't said so. Um, the fact that we haven't seen that the Detective West has any other children, so Wally shouldn't be her nephew, he could just end up becoming a cousin or something like that. I just hope that it's not like um, Detective West has like a, a kid from a first marriage or a marriage he didn't know about. And oh, I'm that's like, always oh, come on. Yeah, that's always impossible. It. it would be horrible because he's never mentioned being married. That's that would what I'm be saying. horrible. Especially as well as they built up Detective West. To do that, I'm like, no. So I'm just right. being a dick, throwing right. that out there, but I'm just hoping they're not like, oh, well, that's what we're going to go. But don't forget, too. Probably, probably could, a cousin. I think that would right. make more sense. A cousin sense. would make more sense, um, and it would keep it cleaner. I hope they don't try and use any of this whole, like, Earth 2 stuff since, you know, since uh, we know that Golden Age Flash is going to be in the season at some point. Yes. I hope they don't go like, and then Wally came along. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know how you feel about Wally was, so. I'm okay with Wally as long as he's not called The Flash. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cause he's, cause he's Explain slower. to me this Wally West hate. Or is I, it just that your love for Barry Allen blinds you? It, oh, the, my love for Barry Allen doesn't blind me. I just like Barry Allen better as the Flash. He right. just made more sense of the Flash. It's just that most people um, grew up, most of the younger people grew up with Wally West. Because Wally he West was, was the, the Flash f- from like the mid 80s. After Crisis. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, little, uh, yeah. Like maybe 86. So, all the way up until maybe 2012 or something like that. This right. Get Off My Lawn segment has been brought to you by <laughs> Mike, the finance guy. Barry Allen was your first Flash? Yeah. His first, last, and only. Exactly. <laughs> but meanwhile, Barry Allen was so boring until recently. So I'm, I wonder how much. I mean, he wasn't boring you? then. I mean, it was just. Cause remember, back then, it was just straight superhero stuff. You had something happen, da 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 da. The Flash shows up. You saw like a little bit of his life dealing with um, Iris stuff like that. Being, but other stuff did happen. I mean, he was arrested for murdering somebody because, well, he did murder somebody. Um, you know, I mean, things happen like that. Uh, his father came back from the dead because the top possessed him, and then that was a whole interesting thing. Imagine trying to take down a villain that actually has your dad's face because that really is your dad. You know, it was just it was it was a lot of interesting stuff. That sounds creepy. Yeah, it was very creepy. <laughs> That's really creepy, it was very bro. Creepy. Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff. It's just that a lot of people. Don't go back and read the Flash. Maybe one, maybe one of the next, um, the, one of our future shows, we should explore that really creepy t- um, comic book themes or or subject matter because that's yeah. a really creepy theme, right? Oh, there. Oh, yeah, it is. I know that actually is a good idea. Yeah. All right. So what else you got there? Uh, uh, MFG. So what's better than news of an upcoming Resident Evil Six? How about the return of Claire Redfield? Now, for the classy sci-fi horror loving hoes at home, Ali Larder will be returning to the big screen in the final chapter of the Resident Evil series, aptly titled Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Uh, the, the film is tentatively slated for a January 27, 2017 film release date. I stopped watching them. Go ahead. I love those shows. I hope that movie is just someone taking a book and closing it. 
Damn. Honestly, like, wait, you're saying this, Ralph? <laughs> I love the whole Resident Evil series. Listen, you know what screwed it up for me? It was the games. The oh, way- I see. I never played. Wait, 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 the games are what made the movie. I know, but they were so fucking ridiculously hard to play. Like what? For me, it was you pussy. I, I know. <laughs> and you're gonna talk about Batman, but you can't pass Resident Evil. Brother? Listen, the, the the first level that I played in Resident Evil, you get swamped by zombies, and you have like two bullets, and then you're supposed to. It's called yourself. knife attack, yeah. weave, knife attack, run, one run, bullet. run, run. Wait, what I does, we- like wait, what does wearing old. a weave have to do with helping you escape? Wow, now I apologize to hey. all the weave wearing folks. <laughs> Not you, Aaron. That's all your hair. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Oh, damn, bro. We're horrible <laughs> with that board. The soundboard had a case of the uh, cap. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, really? Wow. I, I'm, I was like six years old when I started playing that game. What was that to do with the movies? Oh, the, wait, 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 wait. the original, the P- PlayStation 1. Yeah, the PlayStation 1 game. Oh, dude, you never stay there. You run. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's an evil 101, bro. <laughs> well, the one thing I'll say before we continue is um, the movies, I always, I liked the first one. The second one was a little campy. And then after that, I stopped watching. No, I, I love them all. In fact, I have them all I, on uh, Blu-ray right now. I've seen them. Like, I don't mind you watching them. You are the them, king like, of bad movies, bro. I don't say that they're great movies. Wire. They're just so much fun. But I always admit that they're bad. I just enjoy <laughs> them. <laughs> I, hold, I hold them to no other higher realm than I just think they're a lot of fun. <laughs> That's the reason he watches the sci-fi movies. You oh know what? God, There's, the an sci-fi movies. Called, There's an app called Epics. has a whole bunch of terrible movies. Knock yourself out, please. Wait, <laughs> Epics? I just, yeah. I just wait for them to come on Sci-Fi Channel and Chiller. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> for, the, for, for, for those who want to get inside of the uh, Meanwhile 22... Um, what the hell is this? Um, I'm like, all I see is an old lady walking up it with a crotch. Wow. Okay. Enhanced crotch. Enhanced crotch. But what I was saying was, if you ever want to get into like, oh, what's behind the scenes of Meanwhile 22? Mike, if we're going to Mike's house, we'll sit down and he's got some movie like on Chiller. And it's like really badly acted. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 and, and I'm a big old pussy. I, I've admitted that. And even I could watch these movies. So it's really, really Oh, bad. they're not meant to be. They're just meant to be entertaining. Did you um, catch La Valanchula? I haven't because that has the, the cat needs to catch La Valanchula because it has the entire cast of um, the Police Academy movies. Really? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, all, that's right. all those. Those All those old people are old famous people. Well, I know Steve Goldberg was, was, was the, the guy who was starring in it, but I didn't realize all of them were there. Yeah. Yep, they're there. Mike Ruff. Winslow's there too. Ruff. I didn't watch it yet, but I believe so. Ralph Garman is in it. I know Ralph Garman's in yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, no, they're all there. So I, I, I think that should be great. I mean, come on, how can you not watch Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf? He's part whale, <laughs> part wolf. <laughs> anyway, that sounds like a waste <laughs> of time. I want to hear you segue out of this one. Go ahead. Anyway, sometimes holding a grudge for over 250 years isn't a good thing. Fans of Fox's Sleepy Hollow will not be treated to any further tricks, treats, or treachery from the Headless Horseman played by Neil Jackson. Due to a second season slump in ratings, new showrunner Clifton Campbell, who replaced Mark Goffman, had this to say, quote, We have a new framework and a new set of rules for the mythology, and it all starts with the introduction of our new big bad and will take us into a very interesting device, which will allow us to see a somewhat more compelling but more personal threat to both Abby and Crane, end quote. Neil Jackson's absence will be felt along with the loss of other cast members, Katia Winter, who played Katrina, Matt Barr, who played Nick Hawley, John Noble, who played Henry Parrish, and Orlando Jones will not be coming back as Captain Frank Irving. What? I could have sworn we, we talked about this two weeks ago. We yeah. Said, yeah so, so now it's official. Now they're like, look, it's not even oh, happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. It was so wait a minute, then. wait a minute. They cut off the head of the Headless Horseman's show. Yep. 
Why are you watching at this point? Oh, well, but there was always other Sleepy Hollow without the guy that runs around. It's like Scream without the fucking mask. And the, well, ki- no. and, and the killer. No, but you come to think about it, about a good half of the first season had nothing to do with Headless Horseman. It was them fighting other things that was leading yeah, up but, to but, it. But, but, but it was leading up to that, you know? Like, yeah, but I mean, how long were you expecting? Five years of a Headless Horseman? Really? I mean, yeah. is that what you were expecting? That would have been horrible. <laughs> that's, that's just crazy, though. Yeah, so I mean, but when you realize that only three original cast members are remaining, I think, right? Three? Is it me? Well, actually, no, it's only two original, and then the cop is coming back. The, uh, the new captain's coming back. Right. Is it me, or does... Fox seem to write themselves into trouble in most of their shows. Yeah, they do. I, I, I think Jeez. they're just too involved. Oh, we'll, we'll have some chance for, for Fox bashing later, trust yeah. me. <laughs> well, now, if you had a bone to pick with that bit of news, Fox will be airing a bone Sleepy Hollow crossover. What? Oh, yeah, you heard me. Uh, the oh. seemingly unlikely mashup goes like this. Quote, on Bones, the grisly discovery of human remains lead Brennan and Booth on a hunt for clues during which they encounter Ichabod Crane and Abby Mills searching for answers of their own. Realizing they are after the same evidence, they team up to solve the mystery. Then, immediately following on Sleepy Hollow, the intrigue continues as Ichabod's old nemesis is back from the dead. Ichabod and Abby need advanced forensic help to, and expertise to stop him and turn to Brennan and Booth to unlock 18th century secrets using 21st century science, end quote. Think of this as an X-File-ish with like bones acting as Scully and Sleepy Hollows kind of going all molder on your ass. Oh my god, what is this Arrow and Flash? Are they trying to take the um CW's fire? Cuz that's listen, what they discussed. Listen, I love those two shows, but uh having them cross over is like watching your cousins have sex. You don't want to see that. No, you don't want to see it more than a few times. No. <laughs> wow. What? That's my blown. Holy shit. Exactly. That's how bad that is. Like, I was going to make it the analogy of, I mean, I like lobster and I like chocolate. I don't like it together. That's what I was going to say. But you went the whole cousins round. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. That deserves a d- uh, deeper dawn. <laughs> Fuck you. Nope. My bad. <laughs> Apropos enough, it was the Cap's voice on there. You should just label that shit, bro. You know, funny thing, it is labeled. It was like my eyes are still hurting from Donny Park yesterday, so it's like Donny Park. What the no. fuck were you doing? It's not a walking around it, in a super bright. It's not an optical exam. <laughs> let's put these drops in your eyes. Well, for some reason, them. it was a prostate exam. Can you explain that? <laughs> when and his eyes hurt. That must be some when kind you're of ride. On a roller coaster <laughs> and you're going at speeds, you know, of like seventy-five miles per hour without your glasses on. You, know, you were too young to be whining like that. Oh, Fuck out of here. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry, I didn't see you there, Mr. Kev. I wasn't invited. Oh, my bad. Oh, there, oh, there you go. The invitation was lost in the mail, I guess. Oh, it was lost in the wave pool eye drops you used. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Mike? All right, for all you single men, good news. I'm not single. Yeah, yeah. Now, we know that Ben and Jen are broken up along with Blake and Miranda, Courtney and Scott, and Charlize and Sean, and no one cares that Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rossdale, Zane Malik and Perry Edwards and Reba McIntyre and Narvel Black stop. Are done. We don't care. What the, the really fuck? big news for you, hard up, horny husbands to be, Miss Piggy is now single. Oh, what? That's right. On August fourth, newly eligible bachelor Kermit the Frog announced on Twitter, after careful thought, thoughtful consideration, and considerable squabbling, we have made the difficult decision to terminate our relationship. We will continue to work together on television and in all media now known or hereafter devised in perpetuity throughout the universe. However, our personal lives are now distinct and separate, and we will be seeing other people, pigs, frogs, etc. This is our only comment on this private matter, unless we get the right offer. Thanks for your understanding. Yay! <laughs> now, Jim Henson is turning in his grave. First right off, not, not yet. First <laughs> off, perpetuity. 
Holy shit. Yeah. Second off, that's more than 150 characters in Twitter. It must have been like a, a two it, or three. It was a lot on Twitter. Yeah. Now, the two will have to continue working. Uh, they will have to continue on a working relationship because there will be The Muppets airing this fall on Tuesdays on ABC. So Miss Piggy was a little bit more abrupt on the subject. I have no problem working with my ex. Okay? It's fine. You know what? Dating moi is like flying close to the sun. It was inevitable that Kermit would drop down to the ground while I stayed in the heavens. So now for all you guys looking for a mate, putting it in the pink and the stink can be one and the same. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Thank God I'm allergic to pork. <laughs> I hear she's an animal in the sack. Oh, God. But don't, but don't. Where are you? There you are. We're going to have to do our own sound effects from now on. Or I was looking for a like, boom, boom, that's where it goes. And finally, because I am the consummate co-host who always brings something for our guests. Oh, boy. Here is a kick in the nuts for Big Kev. A 24 reboot is in the works and Jack Bauer is not coming back. I heard that. Fox, Fox again, Fox chairman and CEO Gary Newman says they offered Kiefer Sutherland a chance to reprise his role, but the actor declined. Newman added, quote, I don't know whether we'll see any old characters or not. It would not surprise me if it's a total reset in terms of the characters, end quote. Would they still be using a Jack Bauer character? Or is I mean, it'll just be something. I mean, you can't. If you duplicate it, then that'll, that's going to suck immediately. So yeah. you want a character that's its own. But I mean, there'll probably be a lead. But, okay. you know. There's no way in hell you have a Jack Bauer that is not Keith or Sutherland. No, no, they're not bring, no, they're not bringing back Jack Bauer. If if Keith or Sutherland doesn't come back and he's not, it's not Jack Bauer. That's what I'm saying. Jack Bauer will not be coming back. Right. It's just going to be 24. So what the hell did they want Keith or Sutherland for? Well, no, uh, they offered him the chance. He to said no, so then they said, "Okay, then Jack Bauer is not coming back." The, the show far. must go yeah. on. Yeah. The show must go. Oh, on. they got money to make. You know, if if, uh, if they need suggestions, I know of a really good tech that would be perfect for that show. You can be my Chloe. Chloe, Chloe from Twenty Four. Uh, you know, Ralph. Uh, you can be my Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> that just sound, this this just sounds creepier and creepier every time we talk. What the hell? All Mick does is scream at her anyway. <laughs> yeah, they never do anything. Chloe. <laughs> There's a lot of sexual tension. But Chloe, tell me that. how to turn the ring off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Which hey, he never hey, does, hey, from hey. what I understand. Nope. Hey, that ringer happens to be booby trap, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all your quick news? All the quick news. And I mentioned a reboot, which I thought was a great segue, unless someone else has other quick news. Um, real, I got one real quick. Oh, oh he always. He just has to say segues. something. You know? I do. I mean, it's part, part my show, too, you know. Um, Not really, but I let you guys believe shit that. Shit. <laughs> um, finally, after all this time, did you hear that Disneyland and Disney World will be finally including Star Wars themed yep. um not lands, but like um, rides, rides and uh, Star Wars theme rides. Basically, they have a Star Wars land. Yeah. Now they've oh, and mind you, Star Wars has been associated with Disney for a while now. No, 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 no. But even back when they had Star Tours, because um, Lucasfilms would use oh man, what did they call it? They, they use something from Disney, not Pixar, but something. Some. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the thing is, though, the, the thing is, well, the what? thing is, though, yeah, think of it this thoughts. way: Disney gets nothing out of having Star Wars involved. Before, because they, they would have to keep giving away money. Right. So now it's there. So sure. You know, what I'm confusing <laughs> with. I'm sorry because I know that um, the sound was connected to Apple, and I keep thinking that Apple was connected to um, Lucas. Lu- no, that, that was connected to Disney, but oh. it was connected to Lucasfilm. No. So. There ah, there we go. That, that, that's where the confusion was. Sorry, I misspoke. But yes. So, so this was quick no news. <laughs> Shut up! It's quick news. It's just not the connection <laughs> I wanted to make. Ralph, do you have any quick news? Yeah. What? My news is no news. Oh, that must be good news. That's good news. <laughs> and uh, Big Kev. 
Do I have quick news? Do you have any quick news? The segue the fuck on. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> fuck you then. All right. <laughs> well, using Mike's reboot transition. Um, A little late for that. Shit it. <laughs> Our first half of the show, we'll be discussing the new Fox movie, Fantastic Four. And with a no judgment synopsis, is MFG, Mike, the finance guy. I never make judgments. Oh, right. <laughs> Alrighty, director Josh Trank's Fantastic Four is the 2015 equivalent of an angry Homeland Security agent wearing his college and high school rings while fisting your ass until you reveal the location oh of a dirty bomb. God. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the sound of, uh, of the fist of the person? <laughs> Probably both. Uh, now, the film was co-written by Jeremy Slater, Simon Kinberg, and Josh Trank himself. The movie is a retelling of the Marvel comic book series that launched with Fantastic Four number one in November of 1961 from the creative team of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. At 100 minutes and $120 million, Trank shows us why he is no longer associated with the Disney Star Wars spinoff. The film has so far grossed $36 million domestic and $39 million overseas. Whoa. Yeah, it's just technically a flop. Um, <laughs> I know I, hookers are have better numbers than that. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> the $5 ones do. <laughs> Alrighty, synopsis. Now, first, let me get this out of the way. I told you so. Fuck you. Okay. You, took, you took that from me. Goddamn. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? I normally don't go with your, you know, gloating or haha, look at me. You know what, Mike? You've earned it. Can I get a round of applause for Mike? Applause. Yeah. Yeah. By the time he finds it, it'll be over. Go uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, listeners, please forgive the audience and or sound effects. It seems to be uh, still on delay from Dorney Park. <laughs> <laughs> so now, synopsis. As a cautionary tale about racing to squeeze juice out of the current superhero film, Fruit Tree, the Fantastic Four is an excellent example of what not to do. In all other aspects, it fails. Idiot savant Reed Richards and junkyard dog Ben Grimm build a transporter device that teleports your hopes for a good movie to a parallel dimension and exchanges them for <laughs> worthless sands. Joined by Sue Storm's wig, Sue and Johnny Storm, and Victor Von You-Know-Who, they build a quantum gate that opens a portal to Planet Zero, which presumably has the, all the taste of a normal planet without all the calories. Uh, <laughs> before the military takes control of the gate, Reed, Johnny, and Victor decide the group should go through first, so it... In the spirit of solidarity, they basically announce a all-for-one and all-for-those with penises and invite Ben along for the ride while Sue is left to update her Facebook account. <laughs> uh, the boys explosively return to the lab without Victor, but come infected with some parallel world STD, which they decide to share with Sue. <laughs> oh. One year and no plausible script later, things have changed for the group. The world's in danger, and Sue's wig is not happy about any of it. <laughs> all right, this is starring Miles Teller as Reed Richards. Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm, Kate Myra as Susan Storm, Jamie Bell as Ben Grimm, Toby Cabell as Victor Von Doom, uh, Reg E. Cathay as Dr. Franklin Storm, and Tim Blake Nelson as Dr. Harvey Allen. All right, cool. So even before we begin, Ralph, do we have the button for spoilers or do I have to say it? Uh, Warning. Warning. Okay. This segment may contain spoilers. <laughs> So leave Ralph alone. I don't think we can really spoil this because I know the web is spoiling the fuck out of Everyone this movie. dies. <laughs> no, the movie died. That's what happened. <laughs> no, no. He means when you watch it, everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kevin. It's like the ring. 
<laughs> I hated that movie. Kev, did, did you see the movie? Do I look like I don't have common sense? I'm not wasting my time on that. Oh. Well, wait, I will when it's available for download. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that you can be like, yeah, this shit sucks. <laughs> All right. So- hey, I want to join. A, I want to be up on the mic pedestal and say, I told you so, minions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my, Mike's been saying, I told you so, since they literally announced that they were making this movie and that they were changing the Johnny Storm character. And it's not sucking because of that but i just said then you're making a necessary change what kind of movie are you really making all right <laughs> and, and shout out to jazz <laughs> i know jazz you 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 championed very hard for this film and shout out to nico you both championed very hard for this film saying you know what it's different we can't we can't hold on to the past we can't um always go by the comic books and look what happened <laughs> and, 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 but it's like i keep telling everybody i'm not holding on to the past or judging by the comic books i'm just you can just kind of smell a bad movie. I mean, maybe it's just because I've watched so many movies that I know a bad movie. And, and, and guess what? It helps watching a lot of bad movies. <laughs> it actually shows you what a bad movie is going to be. You sure what you're not smelling is the Caps bathroom on Mexican night? Ooh. Wow. Taco Tuesday. Now that's a smell. Shoot. Oh, you're on point there, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's conveniently on point now. <laughs> that's like the Scarecrow's fear gas. Oh. <laughs> You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth, literally. All right, so let's go right into it. You mean go right into the likes like the cat always asks? What do we like? I was going to say, no, but sort of. Because we all know this movie sucked. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We haven't got to ratings. We already feel the, the movie sucked. What worked for the movie? Because for me, I felt like in the beginning, you felt a certain way. And then there was a shift. What worked for the movie that was like, okay, this could be promising or this could be a step in the right direction what worked for the movie, even if it's nothing? <laughs> well, you, you see the way that the credits scrolled <laughs> wow. up on the screen? Are you serious? I thought that worked pretty well. Yeah. The way that they came out with like producer and executive producer and cast. You know, you know what that is? That's a motherfucking Jor-El CGI. answer. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> My life is really simple. The first half tried to show promise. Now, what exactly? It's kind of hard to say because it tried. It didn't. It wasn't like it was a successful first half. And I and I do know the Jazz tried defending this first half when we saw it. Um, but it's a flawed first half. It's just the better of the two halves. You know, it's just like yeah. saying that like there's a hard turd in the corner and a soft turd in the other corner. They're both shit. It's yeah. just they're, they're they're in different stages. <laughs> one one warmer. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, I when I saw the movie in the theater, I came out thinking like. Did I just get mind fucked or something? It's like, what the fuck is? I saw this. Well, you thing. got mugged. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'm like, what the hell? Because like, the the first part gives you way too much story. Yeah. Then the second part just says, all right, here you go, no Vaseline. Bah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Right in your ear. You're exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, it's you could see like some of like for instance like uh the way Josh Trank did um uh. What was his movie? The, uh, oh, Convergence. Um, Chronicle? Oh, Chronicle. I'm sorry, not Convergence. That's Disney. Uh, DC. Um, Chronicle. That you could see some of the storytelling when they were young. Yeah. And you could see some of the storytelling like right after that one year later point, like right when they woke up. Other than that, it was just this mishmash of stories. So that like it was nice that you wanted to try and show Reed being young and not being understood, but you didn't. Yeah. I mean, except for by one teacher. But, like, at the same time, you know, I mean, and unfortunately, I have to move into one of my big dislikes is that, you know, Reed is super intelligent. He's in, okay, when we catch him, he is in fifth grade mm-hmm. because right. it's seven years later um, when, he's, uh, when we catch up with the backstory. Right. So he's in fifth grade and he's obviously highly intelligent. 
So it's two thousand, and they say it's two thousand seven. This is not like back in the forties or something like that, where you'd go. The world was not equipped to deal with super intelligent people. He would have instantly have been placed years ago in a different school system. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's in fifth grade with Ben Grimm and with all the other people made no sense. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. But let me throw this curveball in there and tell me what you think. Because you meant because when we saw the movie, you mentioned that also. Um, could it be that the reason why he wasn't, and I'm just, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, right? Is it possible that they said they're trying to say that Reed was a genius, but he was flawed? That's what you know. The fact that he couldn't get, he couldn't figure out the transporter for such a long time. They might have said, oh, he was smart, but he still makes mistakes. Therefore, you know, that's why he wasn't moved he, up in grade. Uh, okay, just to go into that argument, I know you're just playing devil's advocate. He built a transporter. <laughs> I, I, I mean, just because you didn't get the thing to come back. You made it disappear. You're one of the smartest human beings on the planet. No, but in what, fifth grade. Yeah, but no, but in fifth grade he didn't. It, remember, he didn't transport. No, it didn't no, transport. He, did. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, it was remember, the rocks, it was the rocks that right, came back. Right, right, exactly. Because remember, it wasn't just a teleporter. It was a it a transported. Equal, equal you know, but, but right. I mean, he caused the entire the entire neighborhood to kind again. Of lose life. He developed a transporter. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, remember, I'm trying, okay, I'm trying hard as hell to do. The this. only <laughs> other person that invented it was Victor Von Doom who did it even younger than him. That makes them the two smartest human beings on the planet. And he's in public school fifth grade with Ben Grimm. <laughs> Period. He would have no, no. tested out of that. In the same <laughs> class. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he would have tested out of it. I mean, it, so that was right there where it started to get unbelievable. And, you know, it, it just, it moved forward. I mean, you know, you try and shake that off, but they should have just done a different way. Like, he should have already been somewhere more advanced. Um, but him and Ben, or he and Ben could have been neighbors. That would have been fine. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, I mean, again, that's not a big sticking point. It's just that that's where the movie opened. And that's exactly where the movie lost me because I'm like, this makes no sense. I, I mean, you're you're trying to force me a relationship with the two, which, by the way, except for the teleporter or the, the transporter. And then again, we see them um, in 12th grade at the stu- at the which is ridiculous. Reed Richard is at a student science fair in 12th grade and a high school one, too, we're assuming. Right. And the only thing we still get is that he's still trying to do the transporter. Like, I'm sure this man has tons of invention, inventions that would prove his genius. And you're going to bring the one that's sketchy? Well, it's because he know. needed a way for Franklin. Exactly. Uh, was it? Franklin Storm. Franklin Storm. Storm to come in and be like, hey. Yeah. No, exactly. So. I mean, it, again, it was, it, was very, it was very forced. I like the know. transporter. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, we got one, too, but we can never get it to come back. Yeah. Dr. Franklin Storm was just like, I'm here and my wig and my daughter's under it. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't stand what is it. What was the, because the if, wig? If you actually read most of the problems that are out there on the Internet, every single one of them brings up her wig. <laughs> it, it re- because it's not always a wig, but it becomes a wig hit and miss. You can tell when they did reshoots. I'm assuming that she's probably done something with her hair after they did original shooting. Right. So every oh. time they reshot something, it's a wig and it looks like a wig. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, my but, God. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, you see them there and it just wasn't believable that, you know, that at this point. For also, also, that was another thing, too. He had no idea what the Baxter Foundation was, which is where they put a lot of highly intelligent kids. So you don't read, look at, do anything besides one thing that's not a really smart person. You know, it's just, it, it, it just in other words, it just begged what kind of human being is Reed Richards? Because none think, of it made why, any why, sense. Why, well, I don't think they knew because, I mean, I could see somebody who is so into his craft that he doesn't know a lot about the outside world, but if you're talking about something like the Baxter Foundation, that would be right up his alley, right. which is something he well, would yeah, know. I, I'm not talking about he's heard of Christina Aguilar. I'm <laughs> saying that he has to know who other scientists are. Right. It's the same problem I had with Picky Hero 6, remember? Yes. You know, it's just like it's unbelievable that this genius who has to be researching stuff. I mean, you're smart. You're not in, you don't have knowledge innately put into your head. You yeah. have to find it. 
So he has to have found all these scientists, and Baxter Foundation has to have been summed up, you know. Yeah. Also, the fact that even if, not even the Baxter Foundation, what about other places that want other groundbreaking equipment? You're telling me he's never approached anybody. He's already transported something. Fine, he didn't get it to come back. Or, no, I'm sorry, by this point, he's got it to come back in 12th grade. You didn't approach any scientific community with this huge breakthrough? No. He has a working model. Yeah, yeah but also remember, if he's a kid, he, he's, there are some kids that, are, that have ingenuity and say, you know what, I'm going to put this out there. And some go, you know what, I just want to prove everybody, you know, prove everybody wrong and not think that far you know, um, about their future. Like, I could be giving this to other scientists. It, just, just, yeah, but again, it just makes no sense. And, and hence why, even in the ultimate world that they base this from, he is already... An intelligent kid that's already dealing with scientists, right? Because it would make no sense otherwise. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, um, did, is it me or was everybody was anybody else bothered with the fact that Ben Grimm is shorter than Reed? He was way shorter. Than I, I was like, okay, well, he's you know maybe because I I've been reading all the all the things about the actors and you go, yeah, well, you know, he's not as big as te- Ben typically is is like Michael Chiklis was, but you know, we can work with that. Whoa, what the fuck? Well, I mean, it, it doesn't obviously it doesn't matter because Ben Grimm once he's a thing is different, but. Right. You know, I, I kept thinking, did they try and use that? Like, was that their intention to show that he's smaller, now larger, but yet he was supposedly still somehow Reed's protector anyway? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just think it was miscasting. You know. <laughs> a- a- anything for you, Ralph? Any good things? Because we're, we just drifted toward the bad. Uh, the bad. The good things. Good things. Good things. Because we can go into the bad. I thought the title sequence was pretty good. So the title, <laughs> and, the title and the credits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all, all I'll say is that I feel like when they were building the story, I will agree with you, Ralph, where, where the um, the story took a little while to build and they gave you a little bit too much. But I like the fact that you were trying to get this idea of family and where everybody was, but they never completed the story. Mm-mm. Well, they didn't do anything besides introduce the character. I think their, it felt like their idea of of giving us a sense of the people was just to introduce them, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. You know, like, like I said, for instance, I mean, we're, we know that they've worked together for seven years, Reed and Ben. Right. But otherwise, I have no idea what their relationship is. Like, I mean, was it just like, you know, how, like sometimes you just work with people on something, but maybe you don't see them socially after that. Right. Like, we have no idea. <laughs> you know? We didn't know they had sleepovers or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, why, why, why are Ben and um, John, I mean, why are Sue and Johnny at odds? We, we have no idea. At all. And, now, and they tried to throw in the whole, well, she's smart, and that's why dad likes her kind of a thing. But, but that was too. poo-pooed immediately when the dad was like, you're smart, and you should be accomplishing stuff, which he should be. Like, so you're like, I don't understand why they don't get along, and you've never told us, because you know why? You don't know. <laughs> See, one of the biggest things that I had a problem with this movie was the fact that uh, Reed ran away from the facility for a year and for would have year. been gone longer if they didn't catch him. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell? In, in in what incarnation of the Fantastic Four does Reed Richards abandon his team? Oh, exactly. Never. Not only did he abandon them, like I said, they kept afterwards. He was no leader. Like at the end, when they just decided to listen to them, it was just because the script said listen to them. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> fuck it. I should unleash the hounds. Then just talk about what you think. Well, is I, I, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else you liked about it? No, no, no. Because right now, well, then, then there you go. <laughs> so, and then also, like the way that they treated the powers, the fact that they couldn't gain any control of them without the suits yeah. or something. Like, which, which oddly enough, if you notice that as, as that, as much as that seems like an original idea, right? I call that um, Venture Brothers. Yeah. Because in the Ventures Brothers, it was actually a running joke where the, I forget what they called their Fantastic Four um, characters, but the Johnny Storm character, 
who was encased in glass, looked perfectly normal, and when they removed the glass, he caught on fire. fire yep. and, and that was the big joke because he, he couldn't control it. He was like, ah! Right. Ah, and then they put him off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, oh, so you just really had no original thought on this one. The funny, I, I, when I saw that episode, it was hilarious. The fact that they had like smart suits. Yeah. And then Dr. Venture's like, oh, my God, I really have to pee. I really have to pee. And then he asked the, the Reed Richards character. He's like, how do we go to pee? In these, how do we go to the bathroom in these things? Oh, you just think about an opening and it opens up. <laughs> and he's like, eh. oh, good. All right. Now, how do I close it? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that episode sounds better than this movie <laughs> and it, it actually was alright now quick question because I'll like I said I'll get to it when it's available for download I'm not paying any type of financial currency for this crap FCC I have no idea what he's talking about I just brought him to oh, the no, show oh no wait so it's out on DVD I'm not gonna pirate it oh he meant Psych. he meant legal download <laughs> wink wink right which one was better the one with Michael Chitlis 2005 Way better or far superior? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not better. It's I mean, it's it's one of those where it's it's everything that's wrong in this movie. And as much as people bash the 2005 movie, I can sit there and point out everything they did right in comparison to this movie. I don't think by any means 2005 is is a great movie, but I enjoyed the movie and I think it did justice to the Fantastic Four because it's really what they're about, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, everything about how they use their powers, how they showed that they were learning them. This one just skips a year in advance. You know, and like, mind you, all the relationships aren't, aren't, aren't formed. Like, they try to form certain relationships, but, like, there was no Johnny and Ben relationship, nope. which is a big thing in the Fantastic yeah. Four lineage. I mean, you know, Vic, Victor Von Doom and Reed, there was nothing there. Like, they ended up right. being friends until they went into um, Planet yeah. Zero. Right. Yeah. And then when he came back, he came back as whatever the fuck that was. He just came back mean and nasty. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, well, that's the thing in the original, in the in 2005 version is that we know that they've known each other for years. Right. I mean, fine, you don't have to, again, you don't have to show me that, but the fact they've known each other for years, it's like, oh, okay, so they've had inner relationships. They've had time, like you said, for Johnny and Ben to create this animosity, this fun animosity they have for each other, you know, et cetera. And with Victor falling in love with Sue right. and him hate, resenting Reed for it and yeah. resenting Reed for his genius, because even in, in the comics, Reed was way, like, 100 times smarter than, than yeah. Victor Dines. Well, well, unless I, you well, ask no, Victor. No, 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 I was going to say, no, 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 no. Um, I think... Um, Victor is as smart as Reed, but the problem is he takes a lot more risks and he doesn't care who he hurts. I, I where, mean, where Reed thinks about everything. Yeah, I, I think that if if Reed was only slightly smarter or even they were equal, I don't think uh, Victor's ego would be as bothered. I think the fact that Victor knows that Reed is way smarter than him, that bothers him. Okay. And he'll never admit it. But right. that, and I think that's why it bothers him so much because it's not like oh you're just as smart as me I think it's like no you're way smarter than me and I don't like that <laughs> you know? that's, that's the way it works for me anyway so it's like he just tries to take the shortcuts to bridge the gap to yeah. try and seem as smart as Reed exactly. it, it's, it's like the, what they say about people who are super arrogant they're overcompensating for, for um, right. what they lack yeah. um, speaking of Doom how did you guys feel about Doom? horrible yeah crappy it, it made as much sense as the Dark Phoenix made in The Last Stand. It just made no <laughs> sense what he was doing. Wow. <laughs> it was funny because um, now he, he now was he the guy who played Koba? Yeah, he was. Yeah, they did. They face mapped him for that. Oh, he's one who did Koba in a, um, on Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was expecting more. I, I was like, okay, well, maybe he'll, you know, maybe this Doom will be, you know, a little bit more sophisticated. But, you know, he'll still be arrogant and, and just what we want in Doom. And they gave it to you, but it was more like a he was more like a schmuck. 
Yeah. He wasn't a dick. He was like a schmuck. Well, the thing is that it's, I mean, you know, you can't blame the actor. He he delivered the lines he was given, but um, he was the only one that actually had emotion. If you ever noticed, everybody else just kind of kept staring at the screen. Yeah. You know, they kept looking like, we're smart, so therefore we don't have emotions, and I don't know. (laughs) It it was just like Fantastic Four became hippies. No, it was like Fantastic Four on Rohypno. Did you see when when Reed was having that moment with Sue? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, Reed, come here. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be working. He's like, oh, we're done already. He's like, what? Yeah. Well, well, what I love, though, is that they had completed the project. No one told them. Yeah, it's a pretty big, important project. Might want to tell people. <laughs> like, like it's pretty important, you know. And no chemistry with Reed and Sue. Oh my God, there was no chemistry with anybody. It was like, whoa, there's nothing. <laughs> Not a nothing. Piece. I mean, I mean, you know what? And Reed Frank, was very unlike Franklin Storm and his son. There was something there, and I like the guy who played Franklin Storm. But there was a little something there. there was a, a little, little but not much. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Here, here's the question everyone wants to know. What's that? How would have Black Doom defeated this Fantastic Four? <laughs> <laughs> Easily. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Because it was just like, well, I mean, but the thing uh, is, like, uh, like uh, the captain started saying. I mean, Doom's power. We don't know what Doom's power was. Like, he came back from the planet Zero and could just do whatever he thought about. Like, like but he, yet somehow couldn't defeat the Fantastic Four at all. Damn it! Just bang my hand. He was um, frying people, like exploding their heads by just looking at them. Can what I was Mars attacks? <laughs> yeah, can, pretty much. Can I tell you something? That was that was a cool effect. I just didn't like it for Doom. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it, like, it was kind of horrifying. It was yeah. kind of like, like, whoa, he's oh. blowing people's heads off. Yeah, and he was just left and right. I mean, but then it became comical because it was just left and right. He's just walking down the hall and just literally, he's just looking at everybody, and their backs and heads are just exploding out against the wall. You know, you know what I was picturing in that scene? Like, if you cut off all the audio and just put like a, like a, a whistling sound, like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just him walking down the hall, just like whistling. Heads exploding in the yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, it just it made no sense. And then you know, so by the time we got to that, we had the battle with the four of them who really didn't understand their powers. I mean, I mean, the thing doesn't have a lot to understand. You're just big and strong, you know. Um, and but, you have no dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Sue Storm, who could barely like even hold the shield together, let alone float and fly, who suddenly went from that to being able to like cover this huge. I mean, it would be like trying to cover a city block with her force field and still able to deflect cars, trains, and planes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, well, that made no sense. You know, um, it, it, it just fell apart completely. It's funny you. because um, Mike has mentioned it before. Right after the one year later is when everything went to shit. Because right before the one year later, you could kind of say, okay, well, hopefully maybe things will turn around. Then you get to one year later, yeah. it just went all to shit. It's, and you know the part where I, I think I said I'm done, I don't know if I said it out loud in the theater, was when um, they were going to... Um, Planet Zero, yeah, and Sue Storm magically had had the the the, the ability to put a bubble around her, right? Uh, 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 was it um, Reed and um, Reed and the, and the thing, right? And then Johnny had the had the smartness to like you know just fly in after, and, and then and then hold and and use make make himself like an engine and kind of push the whole bubble through the right. portal. I was like, so they're that good with their powers? Well, it's not even just that good. They're in a portal between dimensions. How much no air, air do you think is there? Exactly. His fire kept going, and we saw everything else going through that portal with them was being destroyed going through because it had that much force. Because it's basically a black hole, yeah. right? Which would have not much of anything in it, you right. know. So he's able to fly and live outside the bubble. They were going through it, and it's just, it's just, it makes no sense at all. Like, like his power is really like. I remember he's on the planet. He's he's pushing through solid, like mountainous, like rock. 
like it was nothing. Now, first of all, shouldn't the thing be a little bit worried about that? <laughs> <laughs> He's just blowing through rock left and right, you know. Um, it, it, none of it made any sense. And Reed's ability to stretch. The one thing that Reed can do besides be smart, which they, they dumbed down his smartness so much, I didn't even consider that a, a, a talent of his. His stretching was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a power. But remember Family Guy when they all got their powers and Meg got the longer fingernails? That's, pretty That's what his power was like because it was like, well, yeah, you seem to be able to stretch – I don't know. Maybe you can stretch an arm seven to eight feet. Yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe even ten. I'll even give it ten just for a round number. But this is the part that really disturbed me, and I mentioned it to the cap after we saw it. I remember when he, when they, when we come back after the accident, and we see Reed is on the table, and they're examining him, and he's all stretched out. Now his legs were stretched because he was his feet were pinned um, after the accident, and he was trying to get to Ben Grimm across the room. So that explained why he was stretching. Not why he was stretching but why he was stretched out right his arms were stretched out for no reason because his arms were normal when we last saw them so that means that the research scientists were just playing with him <laughs> which was him. which was interesting all on its own but what got me though is and this is the part that disturbed me reed is always a rubber-like material yep. they said there bone density normal yep so that means he's just quickly growing calcium and skin at an immediate rate, which would have to be one of the most painful things in the world. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know um, which, which movie theater did you guys go to see it in? I've seen it in two. Unfortunately, I saw it twice. What? <laughs> yeah, because I, the, cap, the cap, I need to go with somebody. Oh, I'd be scared. Bad things are better with company. <laughs> <laughs> Misery and company and all that, you know. <laughs> you made him go a second time. I paid for his ticket. Yeah. <laughs> wow. God. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just so FYI, FYI, he paid for the ticket. I did not put out afterwards. <laughs> just letting you all know. Well, thank I'm God, not I that have. easy. <laughs> You're not easy to please either. Go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> so, uh, in the I movie, just wanted a box of chocolates <laughs> before the movie. Did they show like a special preview with like showing like all the Fantastic Fours before that? Oh no. Okay, so I went to um, the Animal Draft House Cinemas in Yonkers. Okay. The what? Is a is a dining movie theater. That sounds like a rodeo. But it's, it's pretty cool, though. It's like... Uh, the Were like a mechanical dress? bull in the back or some shit? No. <laughs> but it is based out in Texas. That's why. That's why it's called the Animal. Okay, Urban okay. Cowboy. <laughs> but um, it's sort of like a retro theater. Because okay. they, they were showing like old TV commercials. One of the commercials was for the Stretch Armstrong. Remember that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Armstrong. No. That's so, funny. But it was the... the it was like Spider-Man and some, and some other uh, character version, right? So you just see the kids pulling it. I could imagine that's like what the... Yeah. The, the, the scientists are doing and then also I think that like the movie theater was subliminally trying to tell us that this movie was going to suck right because they were showing like the, the evolution of the Fantastic Four so they showed the cartoon of the Fantastic Four oh right? okay so they showed and then they showed the cartoon of when uh, Johnny was replaced by the robot right Herbie. oh Herbie the robot oh my god then um, they showed the 1994 movie oh wow oh and wow and then the, the 2005 one also right. So really? Like, they, they showed it on a progression. So I think like, the movie theater was trying to say, okay, we started off here with this 94 one. This shit was crap. You know, you, got, you go crap, not too bad, crap. So you got a crap sandwich right there. <laughs> you <laughs> might not want to see this. They were probably trying to build your hopes up, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. it failed. Yeah. So the real debate is which one was worse, the, this one or the 94 one? Well, the 94 has never been released officially. It's only on bootleg, and I've never seen it. It's on well, YouTube. Well, I, I think they're going to finally yeah. release it soon. Yeah, they will yeah. be releasing it pretty soon. Yeah, that's what I heard on, on DVD or Blu-ray, some shit like that. Yeah. Kind of like that, 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 that Captain, the Captain America movies that I own. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. So now, um, oh, other things just real fast before, because um, we don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, they had $120 million on the budget, and I, when we're watching the scene, since I knew it was coming, turn the cap. 
when we finally see Johnny flying and attacking that drone as perfect, oh my god, that was the cheapest set of CGI I've seen. It looked like they photoshopped it up there. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I'm like, what the hell did they do? My bad. It looked like a reshoot. I, Listen, I thought it was the, the 1960s version of yeah. the Fantastic Four. I had a cold that day, so I just didn't want to do all the work. <laughs> I said, you know what, fuck it. No one's really going to pay too much attention. This movie sucks anyway. So exactly. I just gave it some crappy shit. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, like um, when I was talking about the movie before we even saw any of it, uh, I was saying, like, you know, what was the purpose of them, you know, making Sue White and the families black that adopted? And people were like, well, you know, they're trying to modernize it, make it relatable, whatever you want to call it. I mean, modernizing it fine making it relatable i've not generally heard of a black family adopting a white person but i'm sure it happens but the part that got me was this they gave us a black family adopting a white girl to show societal and movie progress yet sue was smart calm and well-mannered and johnny was a short-tempered angry black man (laughs) yes i see we progressed Wow, that was disturbing. Whoa, is that like our audience? <laughs> what the hell? That's the mocking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And, and what's interesting is Trank was, is is on record of saying that um he wa- he wanted to say and I'm not gonna give a direct quote, but he says something along the lines of I wanted it to look more like what life looks like now, referring to um Johnny Storm being black and and Snoop Storm being white, and that there are interracial um, families that exist and right. all that stuff. So. I, I, that's what he said. That's, right. I don't know if he accomplished it, but right. that's what he said. I don't feel he accomplished it because, again, it made no point to the movie. And, I mean, like I said, if they're just trying to show life, it just was a necessary show. So, like I had said to the captain, I've said, I think I even said it on one of the previous podcasts. I'm like, well, then why didn't they just make the entire family of the Storms black? I said, and have Reed and Sue fall in love, and that would have been an interracial relationship. But oddly enough, they didn't seem to want to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would have been a little bit more believable. You know, speaking of this director guy, what was the tweet that he put out saying that that was not his vision? Yeah, like yeah. That? and that was like what the night before the movie came out. Yeah, or something he, like he that? says one year ago I had a vision for this movie. Unfortunately, you're not you're not going to see this. You're not going to see that vision. You'll yeah. never see it. It's called bootleg, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the thing is, he you know, and then of course he removed that tweet right away. Da da da. da. But this is just real fast, like interesting points. Um, because this would have filming this would have been better than the movie is that now this is from a Hollywood reporter did um, an article and I mean you know you hope that they did their research and whatever they're not being sued right. so you know and it's out there um, they're saying that like you know uh, from reports from other people on the set that Trank and um, Teller the guy that played Reed didn't get along they almost came to blows on set like they actually wow. almost came to fist blows um, his behavior towards the cast and crew was abusive and cold especially towards Kate Mara who got the role of Sue Storm over his objections because he didn't want her to play that. Wow, that's yeah. not what he says on oh, an interview. Not. Yeah, well, I mean, even when she got it said that, they said that that was not his pick, but, you know. Dude, oh, yeah. go ahead. I'll tell you what he said oh, yeah. on the interview because, um, Rob, you heard that interview, right? With no. Josh Trank? Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, there was like, a, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm just trying to find another one that. Uh, wow, that that's totally contradicting what he said in interview about, you know, him casting. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, sure. There was another thing, too, about... Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to find it real fast. No, no, that's okay. Oh, uh, that he, um, he forced a gloomy tone on the movie by obsessing over the cast performance. During takes, he would tell the cast members when to blink and when to breathe. He kept pushing them what? to make the performance as flat as possible. This is a quote from people that were on the set and stuff like that. You know, It's just all this interesting stuff uh, that was just going on. Uh, they said that after sending an email to select members of the cast days before the movie was released, in which he said the Fantastic Four was, quote, better than 99% of the comic book movies ever made, end quote, he received a response from one cast member with only, quote, I don't think so, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just other stuff that it's just... It's just amazing. They said that the movie apparently did not have an ending 
when they concluded shooting. So Simon wow. Kinberg and Hutch Parker scrambled to come up with something, but then the former's busy schedule and the fact that much of the cast was unavailable led to a lot of material that was shot with doubles and production moved to um, Los Angeles to film screens, uh, uh, scenes with a teller against a green screen. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on. I mean, I'm like, I'd rather see that. <laughs> shit. <laughs> and by the way, if you don't have an ending to your movie... Just have the stars hold hands and take a bow at the same time. Don't force <laughs> us. Don't force us to listen to the horribly awkward reason why they need a team name. Like, oh yeah, that was the worst end. That and the fact that Johnny and Sue Storm evidently hated their dad because spoiler, he's dead, and they didn't seem to give a damn. That was a quick death, by the way. Everything it felt like a Brian a Brian Michael Bendis ending. It felt like everything had to be rushed. Like fifteen minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get, let's get it all done. Let's kill the father figure. Yeah, he's done. Gotta get Doom in. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> wow! Oh, now you're now you're cool with the soundboard. Fuck you. Anyway, fuck you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but it just seemed like it was all rushed, and it, I mean, on top of it just being bad, it was all rushed, just yeah. trying to get. Oh, it, it was. Just, it's just a horrible. horrible I wish you guys would rush this fucking review. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, something you have to understand: for months we've been talking about this movie, and I know Mike is like you know talked about it with other people. I know I have, and in all the nerd communities, are like, no, why don't you give it a chance? Oh, you guys are too, you know, um, strict <laughs> about the um, you know, the, the the books. You need to open your mind. It's the it's the 21st century nobody's reading 1960 comics anymore blah blah fuck you okay there we go cap real now, quick who were the two guys that you mentioned that no, no they weren't like that but jazz was more like come on guys jazz and who <laughs> ja- ow what's up with me in this table god it's called karma shut up <laughs> it was jazz and um a friend of a friend of Gigi's that i became friends with nico nico and i've talked online and nico has said look you know, I think it's, you know has a lot of um, opportunity to be a really good movie. And I'm like, Nico, really? Come on. He goes, well, you're against a black Johnny Storm? I'm like, I'm against a, a lot of things in this movie. Instead of, I mean, I, even Victor Domashev, which never showed up. Right. Oh, by the way. Um, Wait, if real quick. To- I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, Nico and Jazz. In the words of the great American, well, Canadian comic, Jim Carrey. The users. <laughs> I forgot uh, it's Canadian. <laughs> Go ahead. The uh, the character Dr. Doc- uh, Harvey Allen. Okay, that was the other guy. That was the bad guy that was, you know, not going to let them go through the, the portal, which turned out to be a good reason. Right. Um, <laughs> he actually was reportedly initially to be Dr. Harvey Elder. Harvey Elder is the mole man. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, he got killed off. So we gather he wasn't supposed to be that character, but yet it seemed like reporting beforehand said that he was supposed to be. They tried wow. to pop out. Interesting. You, you, know. you well, want to hear something scary? Go ahead. They've announced Fantastic Four two. Oh, that I read that like what two or three podcasts ago. Yeah, they oh, had already established Green Lady. Yeah, yeah, they are, it's, it's supposed to come out in 2017, and they're still sticking with it. By the way, still, I mean, it's only been a week and a couple of days. So let's see how long they, they go with that. But at the same time, too. Um, you know, we were talking even before this podcast and stuff like that, and a lot of people keep saying, well, you know, maybe this will be the reason that the, the rights go back. It's like baking a bad movie doesn't immediately get the rights to go back unless that's in, your, in their contract. So, you know, it's still their property. As long as they make movies, Here's my they question. keep the Fantastic Four. Why? <laughs> Why what? <laughs> well, okay, my real question is, uh, uh, what uh, were the contracts that the actor signed? Was it for three pictures? Oh, I don't know. I have yeah, no idea if they signed anything. Oh, you know, yeah, tr- I'd, I'd, I'd be searching for the opt-out clause ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's pointless for them, pretty much. Kind of before we go into ratings and to renaming this movie because this deserves a renaming. Um, 
just to kind of Mike's point, because Mike was talking about Entertainment Weekly and, and they had all these sources about all the stuff. Trying tells a different story on Fat Man on Batman oh, on the sure. podcast. He's talking and he's talking directly to Kevin Smith. He's telling him, Yeah, you know, um I um the um what, what was the guy who played Reed Richards, the actor? Um uh, Teller. Yeah, Teller. He was talking about how much he liked him when he was in um, Project X and they had to have him in the movie. And he's been saying since Whiplash, he really wanted him, blah, blah, blah. And Kate Mara was, was like the person, you know, like they, they looked for everybody else, but she was the person they were looking for. It was no problem. It was a home run, blah, blah, blah. Um, he talked, but, but then there are hints of him being difficult in what he says because he talks about when he, did, when he did Chronicle. He didn't even go to the... To the, to the opening, to the grand opening, and refused to be contacted by email or by phone for like a couple of weeks. Why? That movie was actually pretty good. Yeah, but he says that, you know, he couldn't deal with all that stuff, you know, all the people being on him, and it would make him different, and it would expose I'm like, okay, that's something a little, I mean, I understand it to an extent, but a couple of weeks? Relax, bro. Well, it, Did you realize the industry you're in? Well, it sounds like, I mean, and it happens with lots of people, and it's happened in the past with other directors, even if their films were good. It just doesn't sound like this is the kind of career for him. Maybe he should make small films. You this know, sounds like the like guy. That. It just sounds like a guy that that crumbles under pressure. Yeah. You know? This sounds like the guy in Entourage that directed Queens Boulevard. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anybody man. watch Entourage first? The um the first season, it, it, the first season into the second season, you'll understand Kev's reference. It's it's, it's a guy, an indie director, and they try to get him to do a big film, and he just kind of loses his shit because he's very like off the wall. Like he wants to watch the movie by himself. He wants his own. He wants to have last say in everything. So it sounds like it's not the J Lo. I want certain color M and M's kind of thing. Right. It's like my prostitute must have two different breast sizes. <laughs> it's like the world's oddest request ever, That's but so it's funny. hilarious how, how they do it. All right. So before we go into rating it, what what would you rename this film? I have a couple of names I'd rename the film. Uh, um, Ralph? All right. How about Fantastic? No. <laughs> okay. Fantastic? No. All right. Mike? Uh, two bros, a hoe, and a gender-neutral thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to go with, like, I was going sophomore. I was going to say either the Fantastic Fucks or the Sucktastic Four, because this was just really, really bad. The, the movie title should tell you what the movie's about, and the title should really be like, go away, don't even watch this movie. It, oh, yeah, that's the, if you want to give it a title to tell you what the movie's about, it just says, don't. <laughs> well, I, I just said before, like, I mean, for the, for the movie Kiosk, they should just take down the word Fantastic. <laughs> four. four. <laughs> oh no! There's already a movie called Four, so you can't use that. Oh, you can use it. There's no such thing. Isn't it number redo. four? I am four. I am I four. Yeah, four. that was also a horrible movie. So the book would... is better. <laughs> Wait, Wait, quick so was the Fantastic Four book? <laughs> Any of them? <laughs> quick question. Chronicle is the one where the high school kids with, yeah. with Michael B. Jordan and a couple of guys because yeah, he used they get telekinesis. Yeah, 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 and that was a good movie. That was yeah. a yeah. psycho really little one. Right? Yeah, yeah. With Michael B. Jordan. It was it, it was the live action. action. It was the American live action version of Akira. Yeah, yeah. What? Have you ever I'm seen sorry that? for the hose at home. Akira. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Akira's a karma. Bro. Akira, Shush. not Akira. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go to ratings for the Sucktastic Four. It'll never catch on. Mike. I give it two. Bet you fuckers appreciate the 2005 movie now out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I give it a one thing's face that looked like a bad Picasso painting out of five. I give it two. It had credits and uh, opening credits and ending credits. Those were two. We're fine. <laughs> How the fuck do you finally give it a two? <laughs> oh, no, no. That's, it has two good credits. That's what I'm saying. 
Out but of what? My rating is a negative 1,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. A I'm negative 1,000. Huh? You, you were about to get six clawed again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Ralph hasn't given a six claw review in a while. Yeah. I'm finally teaching him what bad movies are. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I think he, he he's starting to realize what that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm morphing into Mike. As you see, my skin is getting a little bit nicer now. Wow. It's not cracking as much. <laughs> oh, But boy. no one's this beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So there you have it. The Fantastic Four should be named the Fantastic Flop. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after we find four other guys to get hit with gamma rays, and maybe we'll find a better movie. So you've watched Daredevil twice? Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. And to correct myself from the last um, half, um, it was Cosmic Rays, not Gamma Rays. Damn right. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, All there, right. There was a big throwdown. There were some chairs thrown, names called. It wasn't very pretty. Furniture was moved around. Some hair, <laughs> some hair tossing. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell I wasn't in the fight. <laughs> so now let's cross over to the video game side of comics. One of the more popular franchises of um, video games is Batman the Arkham series. The latest release, Batman Arkham Knight. Um, damn, you just waited for me to say that. Okay, I'll say it again. Yes. So every time we say Batman Arkham Knight, it's going to have a... Um, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> so the latest release, Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah, that'll get old fast. <laughs> Not in these years. <laughs> Had the video game world excited with anticipation, but did it live up to the hype? Or was it the George Clooney of the series? And with that... Um, now, Mike, you do not have a synopsis, right? Yes, I do. Why would I not? I just wasn't sure. And with the synopsis <laughs> for this video game is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> it's, it's like he's never worked with me before. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right. The Batman Arkham Knight is the 2015 action-adventure game created by Rocksteady Studios and published... <laughs> That got old back then. (laughs) And published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. The game is the fourth installment in the Batman Arkham series of games, and like the others, is presented in third-person perspective. Arkham Knight was released worldwide. (laughs) This will take a lot longer to get through. I'm just letting you know. How many times do you say Arkham Knight? It's just going to take a lot longer to get through. (laughs) This will be getting ready for a a two-and-a-half-hour podcast. (laughs) So, Arkham Knight. (laughs) Arkham Knight. (laughs) Arkham Knight. Knight. I could do this all day long. You got to speak. All he's got to do is push a button. I can keep saying Arkham Knight. (laughs) Might just go. But I have to say Arkham Knight to start my sentence. So so we can either stop or I could continue. All right. right, One more. Go for it. There you go. Anyhow, Arkham Knight was released worldwide for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows in June 
23 of 2015. All right, synopsis. One year after the events of Batman Arkham City, Bruce Wayne once again has to grease up his bat pole and slide deep and hard into another adventure. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Scarecrow uses his fear gas and forces the shady residents of Gotham to evacuate the city and possibly their bowels. With the city on the verge of a meltdown, Scarecrow unites the Dark Knight's greatest rogues and Calendar Man to take down the Cape Crusader. However, there is a new evil in Gotham called the Arkham Knight. It will take more than Batman's cunning, skills, gadgets, and Alfred's tea and scones to survive. This time it'll take the Batmobile. (laughs) So now you got the voices of Kevin Conroy's Batman, Matthew Mercer as Robin, Scott Porter as Nightwing, Gray Delisle as Catwoman, Ashley Green as Barbara Gordon slash Oracle, Jonathan Banks as uh, the police commissioner, James Gordon. John Noble as Scarecrow. Nolan North as Penguin. Wally Wingert as Riddler. Tajia Valenza as Poison Ivy. Tara Strong as Harley Quinn. Mark Hamill as Joker. And Troy Baker as both Two-Face and Arkham Knight. Interesting. I wonder if that has any any kind of telling of who the Arkham Knight is. No. Who? Who the Arkham Knight is. (laughs) Again, no. Do Do we... Say spoilers? I guess we might. You damn well better. Warning, this segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. You know, I feel we should change that because I haven't been spoiling much this time. Because we've been fucking stopping you. <laughs> Spoiler for this two-month-old video game that most video gamers finished uh, three, what, three weeks ago? Except for Ralph. Except for Ralph. Dude, if <laughs> Ralph spoilers were crimes, you'd be felonies. <laughs> He'd be dead. So I, you were saying I have like six consecutive life sentences by now? <laughs> oh, sh- dude, concurrently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me throw the question out. So um, just so the audience knows, Mike and I don't own um, Xbox One or... We're not wealthy like these two other guys. No, no, we, have, we, have, we spend our money on other stuff. Like yeah. crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just got to know, you know, to stop, you know, just... Having kids? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you got to manage your budget. You say, okay, food... Drugs, alcohol, video games. What do I need? Video <laughs> games. <laughs> so obviously, um, based on that interpretation, you have an idea that Big Kev and Ralph are the ones who played the game. And I think one of you have finished it, correct? That is correct. <laughs> and Ralph, how, how far have you gotten in the game? I'm about like uh, 50% through. Get your priorities straight, bro. For real. <laughs> he has a priority to buy the fucking system. He has no priority to play the game. Listen, I get home, I'm super tired, bro. I didn't have time. I, my, my PlayStation is about to divorce me. Wait, you get home at 3 in the afternoon and you're tired? What the hell? <laughs> right. I get home like at 9 in the night. You got to take naps to like watch Murder, She Wrote like Mike and shit? <laughs> Murder, Fuck. She Wrote. I forgot about that reference. <laughs> I got I to gotta wake up early enough for that early bird special, you know? Oh, my uh. God. All right, so let me throw the first question out there in regards to this um, video game. Why the heck should um, anybody buy this game? Because this game is fucking awesome. Okay, we explain explain how. Why not? Because if not, Kev is going to find you, track you down, and kill you after you play the game. What? <laughs> He's going to force you to play the game. Okay, there you go. No, this game, look, if you're a fan of the games that have come previous to it, uh, we're just going to... You know, excuse Arkham Origins because I was just gonna say Arkham Origins was the weaker of the bunch. Yeah, it was produced by Rocksteady. It was produced. Uh, I might be wrong on this. Don't hold me to it. Uh, I believe it's Warner Brothers Europe or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it had. It was basically a carbon copy of the game, but the story that they told it wasn't the best. I still enjoyed it, but definitely not as much as Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. Right. Arkham Knight is the completion of the trilogy from Arkham City. 
Now, Arkham Origins was developed by Warner Brothers. Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers Games. Warner Brothers Games. In Montreal. Montreal. There you go. See? Europe, Montreal. Yeah. Even though they had the... I think that was the one with the cool commercial, right? Yes. That was the one with the cool commercial where you saw um, Bruce growing up from a, from a little boy into becoming the Batman. Right. Yeah, with the CGI graphics um, telling this commercial. Mm-hmm. Or telling the story in the commercial, sorry. They definitely won the promotion battle out of the four games. But they definitely... Bless you. Thank they you. They definitely... You know, the the story and the way the game is built in terms of the playability. It feels like a run on from part two that it's like, eh, you know, I've already done this before. You know, it it didn't really add anything new to the series. Okay. The story wasn't, you know, it was okay, but the side missions were better than the campaign. Right. So that was Origins. Now, do you feel that besides the Batmobile that Arkham uh, Knights has added something more? Dude. I mean, they've added more to... They, you're in actually Arkham City. I mean, um, Gotham City Gotham. now. Yeah. You know, so you have the whole city to explore. Wait, I th- I'm sorry to cut you off. I thought we were always in Gotham City. You know, Arkham no. City was the abandoned part of Gotham City that right. okay, was so the, okay, so that quarantined off oh, okay. that became a prison within itself. Yeah, oh, okay. It housed um, Arkham Asylum. So then Ar- Arkham Asylum was always on an island. Had right. you beat the game, you would have known this. Nah. That's what Wikipedia is for. So that, that <laughs> island was called Arkham City. Okay. Hence that's, Arkham in it. That's why right. the, the first game was solely in Arkham. Right. Okay. Second game was in Arkham City, and now this one's the whole Gotham. Okay. So, so, so now you have... So what you were saying is that you know, now you have all of Gotham to, to mess around with. Now, yeah. is, is it as big of a map as, say... Um, Grand Theft Auto, the last one? No, which is what I love. At first, I thought it was going to be annoying and, you know, just too big to wander around. But as you get the upgrades and the Batmobile itself is a big help, plus the navigation and the map system in the game, they really pinpoint you on tasks and objectives. Mm -hmm. You can free roam. Like What I like to do is grab any riddle that I can in the meantime. So I'll, you know, roam around a little bit and see the city, see the graphics and the CGI. Great job, by the way. Um, but you can definitely have a good time cruising the streets of Gotham and, you know, beating up convicts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like um, driving around in the Batmobile. So it has this defensive feature that if you hit anybody, it shocks them, right? What? <laughs> it, has, it has, like, like uh, tasers on the side of the, the Batmobile, right? Right. So you see in the game, there's, uh, everyone's abandoned. Oh, whoops. You too. <laughs> Everyone's ab- Ralph tried to abandon the podcast. <laughs> all the civilians abandon um, Gotham. Okay, so all that's left is the criminals and some cops, right? So as you're driving around, you see like the the gangs and the criminals trying to like rob shit and cause mug or whatever. So they're always in the streets. So you can run them over. You don't really run them over. You just hit them, and then they get shocked. So they just like you know bounce away from the car. They're forward. unconscious and shocked because Batman doesn't. Batman kill. doesn't yeah. kill, right? Right. Or at least but he has this huge ass turret in the. On the Batmobile, and if you aim it at somebody, it shoots like a beanbag. Oh, yeah, uh, oh. like a beanbag rifle. Beanbag guns. I told you, I, I want one yeah, for Christmas. You, take note, take note, take if note. If you please. aim it, they have um, unmanned drones, and they make a point to to note that they're unmanned because you actually shoot them with explosive ammunition. Wow. wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. A fifty cal rail gun on top of the Batmobile, yep. baby. Now, now, now one that's, thing. Let me just say this. No, this is one feature. It's called battle mode for the Batmobile. So you have the regular mode where you're just driving regularly. You have your boost and everything. And then battle mode gives you more precise control. And that's where 
the turret comes out. Your Batmobile turns into a mini tank. Yep. And as you progress in the game, you know how you have the points so that you can unlock uh, certain moves or abilities. Upgrades. You can now do that for the Batmobile as well. Oh, wow, okay. So there are several ones from, like, um, you when you reach a certain point in the battle mode meter, there's uh, something... Like a special. Uh, yeah, I forget the name of it, though, but you can launch multiple... You can hit multiple targets. So yeah. you, like, tap... Uh, in a play in a Xbox says X and it randomly locks onto targets and it'll fire the missiles at the same time. Oh wow! One of them is a drone hack, so you can actually hack two drones, right, and take and control they, of them and they fire, they fight for you. Wow. Okay. So like if you're in a and big the, drone fight or against uh, several vehicles, right. because there's also the challenge maps that have this available. Uh, what you do is. You shoot, you, you hack yeah. the drones because you'll be outnumbered. You have to basically eliminate the odds, you know, the quickly and without getting hit. That's basically the. All right. And then the, there's also the last one is the EMP blast that you it disables the drones for a few seconds. Oh, all right. Giving you enough time to destroy them or hack them. Depending what you need. Now, let me ask this question because we started talking about this review and automatically we go right to the Batmobile. But one of the things I've heard in people's complaints for Batman and not that there's been many complaints, but they, one of the complaints I've heard is that the, it's too Batmobile heavy. Like well, they should call actually, it. Well, I had heard that um, people didn't like the fact that you felt that once you were in the Batmobile that you were kind of forced, forced in yeah. the Batmobile. I've heard that too. As opposed yeah. to like you could just use the Batmobile whenever you wanted to. It's kind of like you have to use it for All certain right, things. There, there are certain. There are a lot of missions that require the use of the Batmobile, but it, it doesn't outweigh the missions that you don't have to use it either. Because there are a lot, of, there are more fight missions in, in the game than there are the ones. The problem is that you do find it tedious at times. It's okay. not necessarily that you feel forced or you can't do it without it. You know, there are certain missions that are Batmobile specific. Yeah. Right. That's to include the the Batmobile as a feature overall. Because if you want to give the Batmobile a rating, just the Batmobile itself in terms of in how it plays in the game, how it's conducive and everything, I'd give it an eighty five percent. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So it, it can be at times. Uh, there's one mission where you have to chase down Firefly, right? And he's just like flying through the city, lighting shit on fire. For me, I had trouble chasing him down a few times because the, the there are times where the, you have trouble controlling the Batmobile oh, around turns and stuff. Okay. It helps if you do like the power slides or whatever, but sometimes you still lose control because you bump into stuff and then it, it messes up your control of the, of the vehicle. Oh, interesting. Hmm, okay. Um, I'm so, sorry. Uh, the real thing that really makes a Batmobile that much more enjoyable is that if you have experience with racing games, it's yeah. easier to adapt. Yeah. You okay. know, for those of us who don't play racing games that much, you kind of got to get used to it. But even so, once you get used to it, it's pretty, you know, it, it, it's pretty easy. Like what Ralph was saying with the Firefly mission, there's a side mission where you have to chase him. So what happens is that he is... Uh, of course, up to no good in terms of uh, harming firefighters all over town. Right. So he's lighting firehouses on fire. So when you run into one where he is, uh, you use the Batmobile to lower the flames in the building. He comes out and you have to chase him. So his gas tank is like, as you maintain hot pursuit, he loses fuel. Loses fuel, and then you jump out and you know hit him with a ground and pound MMA turn. Um, so while you're chasing he's maneuvering all through the city so you have to kind of keep up with him at first it was kind of hard like I lasted one time about 
15 minutes trying to catch this fucker. Oh, God, that's him. annoying. But it's, once you get used to the maneuverability and how to... What works for me, Ralph, is actually the braking. Yeah. Like, I would just brake instead of, like, try to slide, slide yeah. brake, and then go Move into around. a turn, which, to me, I, once I started doing that, my driving improved, improved dramatically in the game. And then it was that one mission. It's like it's crazy because, um, like Kev said, you can chase him. It'll keep on going as long as you maintain the distance with him. If you're not close enough, he won't lose fuel. You got to get close enough. That's where he like he starts lighting stuff on fire, and that's how he loses fuel. Ah, oh, okay. gotcha, okay. gotcha. But, and then it's, so it's like two tiers. So it's like close. If you're not, if you're a bit further away, he doesn't lose fuel, but you still don't lose track of him, so you don't lose that that mission. But right. then if you get too far away, then you lose the message. Then okay. you lose them all together. Yeah. Reminds me of um, Spy- Ultimate Spider-Man. I forget who you had to chase. I think it was Venom. Venom. Yeah, and it was just I like, once you got too far, you're like, fuck. <laughs> I would have been like, Same thing here. I just wouldn't yell. You're all going to die. <laughs> Damn. I'm not, I'm not chasing them anymore. <laughs> now, going back to the, uh, now, without the, the car and everything like that, how was the the fighting? I mean, was it the same? Did they improve it, do you feel? Uh, They've improved it. And I didn't think the fighting could be improved. I mean, really? okay. the fighting, I love the fighting since Arkham Asylum. Right. Or, uh, Arkham City took it to a higher notch. And now this one with the inclusion of uh, even more gadget combos mm-hmm. and um, just more abilities. Like, so, for example, you're in a group fight. And if you're beating up a couple of thugs, you can now grab one that's unconscious and throw it at the crowd. Right. Oh wow! Okay, so you know you can run from into a combo, pick another guy, throw it at the other guy, and continue your combo. Uh, one thing that I found basic, and I was always asking myself internally since part one was, how come you just can't finish a guy when uh, there's a move where you use your cowl three times, right? And that makes him unconscious for a large amount of time. Now it was something real basic, but I'm like, you know, you should just be able to finish him right there. Right. So you do the triple cow, and then he finishes him off with a roundhouse. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I I can see that could be a little bit annoying. What were you gonna say, Ralph? One of the new elements that they also incorporated was this fear element, where you have a a multi-fear takedown. So you start off, I think it's only with two, and then as you upgrade it, you get up to five. So the way it works is. you're you're looking at the characters. You're still hidden, so you start you take down you take down a character, right? And it creates fear, mm, so they're gotcha. all like on edge. So now, if there's characters, uh, villains in the group, you can drop down on them, and you have the option to do a multi-fear takedown. So like time slows down, right? And then you choose one person. You go, you take them out. Then when you take them out, it gives you time is still slowing down. You move to the next person and go and speeds up. You take them down and it slows down again unless you. To do that five times, you could take down five people real quick like that. Nice. Oh wow! It works best if you look at it like a sequence out of the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. So you'll be particularly in like places where they're armed, and you kind of have to use uh, stealth. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of you know creep up on them, set traps. Right. When you build up your fear meter to where you can use as many, um, we can have the full five. If they're in a small group. What will happen is that they'll highlight, so you have to select them. So your view, even as you strike down the first one, you yes, have to it's first person. You have yes, you have to um, okay. be. You have to have that person in your sight, mm-hmm. and then once you take him down, you turn and it slows down again, and you find another one. So you go up to up to towards five enemies, nice. and okay. that's how he takes them down. That's pretty cool. And they try to shoot at you, and you see that like when you when it's slowing, and he's turning. 
you know, you'll see that the gun is still coming at you. So if you take too long, mm-hmm. you will get shot. Yeah, okay. It disrupts your, your takedown. So All right. It stops there. All right. All right. Now, question. Um, and, and now, you know, I know there's a lot of, like, when I was naming the voices and stuff like that, so we have all of our, our normal major villains in there. So who did you guys find was the best villain to deal with in you their t- own stuff, and who was the worst? The question out of my mouth, yeah. Well, well, I know you haven't finished it, but I don't know, like, what. Um, thus far. Arkham Knight, he's, like, pretty slippery there. Right, but I mean, I imagine he's going to be the main villain all the way up to the end. So I'm saying, like, take him out. So we have Riddlers, Poison Ivy, et cetera, et cetera. Like, who? Riddler, Riddler is ridiculously annoying. Okay. Penguin is also, he's, he's, uh, okay. he's super easy to take down. Well, which one is your favorite so far? It's Joker. Joker? The Joker exists only in his mind. Right. Spoiler alert. So, remember in, for those of you that played, in Arkham City, City. he infused Batman with his blood, so he was forced to find the cure as well. Right. So, some residual side effects from that are that he's hallucinating with the Joker in him. Okay. To the point where Joker is actually trying to take, take take control of his body. Okay. So... The dialogue between that, because they also uh, introduce how Oracle became Oracle. They okay. tell that tale. I heard about that. That they, right. that they talked about um, that particular book, and they kind of referenced it, which is yeah. kind of cool because they've never really referenced the Killing Joke in any kind of. Um, and they actually, they they show uh, he's going to the Watchtower because Oracle gets taken by Arkham Knight, mm-hmm. um, and. He's hallucinating the whole scene where Joker knocks on the door and shoots her. And he As he's entering the Watchtower. Yeah, and what? Sees, and he sees her laying on the ground. And you see the Joker in his like, Hawaiian shirt or whatever. Just like, hey, ha, ha, ha. Wow. Nice. Okay. He's like, I wasn't expecting to shoot you. Like, I didn't know. He's like, I, I didn't know that you worked for the, uh, that she worked for you, Batman, when I shot her. But that was just a plus. I was just trying to uh, hurt the, uh, the commissioner. See, the thing about it is that he... Being that he's now in his brain, he knows everything. Well, it's just really Batman arguing with himself. Again. Right. That's all it is. It's not like it's really the Joker, obviously. And then what happens? The fear gas, because he, he ingests some of the fear gas also. So that really makes it worse. Okay. Batman is um, to the point where you see his eyes with the green uh, Glow. venom substance that right. Joker uh, had. Right. So when you see that, it's Joker in control. Oh, so okay. he goes extra... Extra shit crazy <laughs> on the thugs, yeah. But there's, there's one. Uh, remember the in on the airship is the first time the Joker takes control of the Batman's body, and he's like, "Wow, look at this! I feel great. This body's incredible." And he's like, he's cruelly like breaking people's arms and shits right. as, as uh, um, Scarecrow's henchmen attack him. Right. He's just like literally brutally taking them down. He's like, oh my God, I could do this forever. <laughs> this is incredible. Let me ask you this because you guys talked about. Wait, because did you mention which villain that you. I actually enjoyed the Joker's banter, but in terms of having to strategize to take down a villain, it was definitely the Arkham Knight because you have to fight him in various degrees. Okay. You have to fight him in the Batmobile, you have to fight him in stealth mode. You have to then fight him hand to hand, which is, you know, pretty cool because it's a buildup. You know, I, I, I thought I was going to find it annoying because it was going to be tedious. It's like how much how many more versions of this guy? Right, because you knew, fight? obviously, since he's the main guy, it's not like this one battle is going to be it. You know, he's going to be back and back and back. But it was a good challenge. It was right. like, OK, you know, it, it okay. wasn't, you know, discouraging, per se. Nice. OK. 
Because um, what, um, what I was going to say was that um, it reminds me of Mr. Freeze uh, um, uh, in Arkham City. How um, you had so many different ways that you had to beat him. And the sequence didn't really matter, but you had to do certain things. That, I mean, you haven't played Arkham City, Mike, have you? Uh, probably not. Yeah, but the Mr. Freeze is probably the coolest villain out of all of them. Really? Yeah, I know. In the way that you have to take him down. <laughs> and that was unintentional, by the way. That's but, so sad. But, but the way you had to take him down, there was multiple ways you You'll had to appreciate it. it because what happens is that you know that his suit has many upgrades over the years. Right. So in Arkham City, they touch on that is that you have to disable this and you have to disable that. And okay. you kind of have to break him down to the, where the suit is almost non-functional to then you being able to beat him up oh, realistically. Cool. Right. And, cool. and it was creepy as hell. Now, what, what, was Arkham Knight, that would you guys say, for some people, would it be creepy? Because I know that one thing the Arkham series has a handle on is making their villains seem super realistic, super creepy, and super awesome. I mean, Scarecrow in the first one, um, Killer Croc in the first one, Mr. Freeze in the second one. Well, I'll say there are some, like, jump-out scenes in, in, the, in the game, where it's like, uh, out of nowhere, you get this, like, sort of shock, and you didn't expect it, like... Uh, uh, the, the first time you really see the, the opening jo- scene. Yeah, when you see the Joker come in and, and uh, he's trying to stop, uh, Batman's trying to stop fear gas from being, uh, this factory from exploding and exploding and sending fear gas all right. over the city. And he's like uh, moving these canisters around. You got to do it slowly or whatever. And then when you get to the last one, you just see the Joker out appear out of nowhere. It's like, boom. And he has like a gun and it looks like he's going to, sh- he shoots Batman in the head. And you're like, what, what the fuck? Oh my god! And it just it turns out the whole thing's a hallucination, right? But that that one moment when that when that scene popped up, I was like, holy shit! Right? <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If it's one thing I've learned from Batman games is stay with the remote. <laughs> <laughs> you will if you like, you know, you got it. Even if it's a, a cutscene, it'll like either play right into it, or mm-hmm. even coming out of the cutscene, you have to perform an attack or something right, right away. So it's like I've learned to like hold on to this damn control. Yeah, okay. it's just, there's a few times where you th- it's a cutscene, and then it comes into a fight, and then you're supposed to like press to like block or to deflect it or something, and that shit just gets me all the time. I'm like, right. oh shit. By oh, the way, by the way, props and credit to whoever whoever's idea it was for that opening scene of this game it was incredible i mean nice. you want to talk about combining two things i like are burning the joker and frank sinatra playing over the background yes. <laughs> oh my god i was like wow this is a great start right. to this game right. now, i also want to ask now i know there's a lot of dlc uh content and whatnot um so did you guys uh download any of it or all of it i'm or? waiting for the price drop because okay. honestly you're not i'm not going to pay 40 bucks for something that's just add-ons and not really 40 right. bucks for, yeah, it, it's, it's 40 not bucks campaign onto a 60 speci- bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's not campaign yeah. specific yeah. and then you know it's just the like duration of it is like an hour yeah. okay it, you know? so so you guys have not done any, any I, of it i got it when i pre-ordered the game like at um at gamestop they had like a special so like hey you know pre-order it and then you get uh, $10 off this thing. I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. So which ones did you download? Uh, I know there's like a Harley Quinn. I have that and I have the Red Hood pack. Okay. Yeah, I downloaded those, but I haven't played them yet. Okay. All right. Oh, cool. Um, let me ask you this. Is there a feature in the game? Because you guys are talking about, or Mavic, not a feature, but a part of the game that is so good, you're willing to go back and play it over again? Like this the is part, entire part, goddamn game. Yeah, but there's this, this some parts, like for me, I remember, because I, I only played um, Asylum and City. Um, one of my favorite in the first one was when um, 
I think it was the first one where um, Batman is fighting Scarecrow, and then you have the they're, they're in the morgue and, and the drawers are opening up, and that even though that was creepy as hell, that whole sequence was just fantastic. Uh, all right, so I, I can already hear what you guys are gonna say. All right, so there's a uh, a side mission of the game where you're supposed to uh, find these bombs in the city, right? And with you have it's this is a Batmobile specific mission, so. You find the, the bombs and you hack into the bombs to like send the virus so it could blow up. But you can't send the virus uh, right away. You have to wait for Alfred to like decrypt it. And while you're waiting, they send drones to attack you. So you have to uh, put the Batmobile in battle mode and just destroy these um, the drones that come at you. So uh, depending on which island you are, they get ridiculously harder. right? So it starts off with like four drones attack you then it's like eight then it's like 19 and it's like 20 something it's like oh 20 God. something they even bring like drone choppers yeah these, these ones so i love i'm i swear to god like i i hear classical music playing in my mind and i'm just like uh playing and shooting and destroying the drones because um when the drones attack you you can see the path of the projectiles right and then the, when you're in battle mode, you're not like super maneuverable. It moves kind of slow, but you can sort of dash out of the way. So I just find the hilarious where I'm like, I'm just shooting and then dashing and then shooting and dashing. And I hear classical music playing in my mind. It's like. Now, mind you, the real game scene um, uh, score is like, you know, real dramatic music. Yeah, right. So it, it's, yeah. it's meant to heighten, you know. Okay. I find it so freaking relaxing because then when they're about to shoot, it turns red. It shows is white when right they're right. when they're aiming, and then red when they're shooting. So I'm like, when you're in their target site, yeah. Right. So then I'm like, all right, I'm just standing here. I, I'm firing at a few of them, then I see the red, and I just move to the side. Then right. I'm, I'm standing there, I'm firing. Then another one's about to fire, I move to the side, and it's like I, I feel like I'm in the Matrix or something, where it's just like slightly, slowly going by right past me, right? Okay. And I'm just taking them out. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much fucking fun. If I could just play this all the time, <laughs> that would be awesome. Because what happens is when you go into battle mode. The Batmobile has a evasive system that it's, it's basically like a dash. Yeah. Okay. So when you're aiming, you can rotate quicker. It has a quick uh, short-term movement, but not, you know, you can't really uh, go fast. Yeah, you go okay. slow, but you're able to dash, you're right. able to move out of the way. Okay. So the evasiveness of it is pretty fun as well because you're able to, like, uh, run and shoot kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And and because you know me and tanks, so <laughs> so Ooh. Batmobile turns into a tank like that. So it's like, hey, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it has a ga- uh, Gatling gun so you could like shoot. There's one part, uh, there's one uh, that shoots like homing missiles, one drone that shoots homing missiles at you. Uh-huh. And you have to shoot the missiles out of the sky before they reach you. Wow. So I'm like, okay. I'm like firing with the big turret gun and then they fire the homing missiles at me and I'm like quickly shooting those out of the way. Then I'm back and destroying that one. It's, it's like it's chaotic, but it's in the sense it brings peace too. Like how happy you are with all this chaos. You're like what? it's chaotic, but it's fucking awesome. I'm at peace when I'm there. Rob's got a Woody. <laughs> so Kev, there's not one part that you'd say, okay, if I could play that one part over and over. Oh no, of course. I mean, um, I'd say several. From my personal favorite is when you uh, do the Penguin side mission. You team up with Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Say it. Say it. Say it. Fucking awesome. No, say it. Come I, on, Ralph. What? 
Say it, Nightwing. Nightwing. R- rural identity. Oh, Dick Grayson. No, say it. Dick! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a prompt you for that. Prompt you for that one. <laughs> I'm over here trying to set him up. Yeah. <laughs> that scene was awesome. No, I, I, that's my second favorite one because um, it allows you to switch into and play as Nightwing when, once you're fighting. Mm-hmm. So you can switch between Batman and Nightwing. Oh, Every cool. time I did that, I just fought as Nightwing. I said, Batman, you do your own thing. I'm fighting as Nightwing. Right. That's pretty cool. That's, See, cool that's how you fuck up. That's why you don't get combo points. Because what you're <laughs> supposed to do is build up the combo I know. Meter, and I do. And I then do. You, when you switch, when the combo meter is built up. It switches back. You do like an ultimate combo on a combo Oh, okay. Oh, I, nice. do, I do do that. But then once it switches into Batman, I switch back to Nightwing. It's greedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Those what happens? Those fucking extra is, mistakes are crazy, man. He starts tasting because his his um his hey, weapons. What did you call them? What kind of sticks? Extremist sticks. Are these eczema sticks? I'm like, what? That's not very like. <laughs> yes, harmful. he gives him eczema. Oh my god, I'm so crazy. Did we have to apologize <laughs> for anyone for that? No, no, no. Okay. no. <laughs> did we apologize for all the eczema-ridden people. No, no, they, they're they're good. They're okay. Mini lepers. <laughs> wow. We'll just send them a basket of lotion. <laughs> no, because what happens is in that game mode is that you're trying to find penguins caches of uh cash and weapons okay so what happens is that you uh, nightwing goes does the, the recon work because he's been tracking him from bloodhaven that's how they set that up okay. so he says well i have a beat on certain locations and then when you enter the side mission you two work together batman infiltrates and then you guys hop out on the bad guys and go to town all right yeah and very it, cool it is fun it's his extra his extremist text have um tasers on the top so as you're beating people up you shock them also right oh so that's pretty cool really, and then his uh, his combos are similar to Batman, so like you can do them, and then they still have devastating effects. One thing I would appreciate, though, if they would do, especially with all this downloadable content, is that if they could make it for what they're charging, not only just give these guys, I guess, like individual campaigns, mm-hmm. but make it worthwhile. Where you know you kind of have them, you know, make them earn their stripes to see why they're worthy to stand next to Batman and fight crime, you know, because they're detectives as well. They have gadgets and features and, you know, there are things you can use. That's the one thing I like about um, Arkham Origins, actually, that you had a a DLC where you played as Robin. No, I'm I'm lying. That was Arkham City. Okay. Where um, Batman went missing for three days. Turns out Harley Quinn had captured him, but you're playing as Robin Finding out what the hell happened. Now and it was kind of sh- so sad that Wait. Batman got captured by Harley Quinn. That's yeah, just it was part of his sad. <laughs> it, it was part of his fun. <laughs> Wait, right. wait, in Arkham City? Yes. Yeah. It was a it was a DLC. Okay, right. I'm like I know, but I beat right. Arkham City. But this is do- what I'm saying though. It was a DLC, and you know, it. it if you would have given you know more, just more length to that actual right. DLC because. It takes you like an hour. Okay. You know, it's pretty cool, but I'm like, you know, you could give me right. more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, um, I, looked, I looked at a couple of uh, aggregate rating sites like Game Rankings and Metacritic. Um, you know, they always rank everything for PS4, Xbox, and like PC. But as far as PS4 and Xbox, if I group them all together and try and get an average, um, surprisingly, with as much good news as I'd heard about the thing, they're coming out to about an average of about 87 out of wow. 100. Would you guys rank that around there? Blasphemers. Or where would you, where would you put it about as a rating then? You know I'm biased, so I'm going to say 10 out of 10, six claws, oh. the whole bit. All right, so, I'm, so you find literally nothing wrong with it enough that it would take any way. Any I way. understand some of the complaints, okay. this, especially the big one regarding the Batmobile. Okay. 
But at the same time, I also, because that was, at first, I'm like, you know, it's kind of, but then when I got used to it or I got better at driving, it, you know, it wasn't really a bother bothersome thing for me. Okay. The main complaint that I'm having with a couple of people that have played it is that once you get down to the, about the last eight to ten riddles, they're not on the map. You have to go find the guys that are in uh, green because these are the people who unlock the locations for you. Oh, oh wow. okay. That's so great. they made that extra tedious where now I really have to drive around the entire goddamn oh, wow. city and fly. I've done like about three flybys over this fucking city. <laughs> yeah, this shit is annoying. You mean Batman doesn't have anything that goes find people wearing green? <laughs> well, no, it's not wearing. It's, you turn into the de- detective mode and they like glow green okay. to show you that they're part of the real right. Right. Oh, okay. oh, no. So then what do you so far give this a rating? I know you haven't finished it yet. So far, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. It's nice. really okay. good. Close. <laughs> There's, um, you know, Azrael, right? Uh-huh. He's in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So throughout this whole uh, game so far that I've seen, Batman, because Batman scared that he's no longer going to be around, or not scared, he's like realizing that he doesn't, he's not going to live forever, especially with the Joker serum running through his blood. Um, he's questioning about who does he leave in charge. Azrael shows up and says, you should make me the next Batman. Okay. And Batman's, all right, if you want to be Batman, I have to test you to see. So then you actually play as Azrael in this like sort of simulated fight stuff. So there's like one of them is you have to defeat um, a whole group of guys without them hitting you once. Okay. So if they hit you once, then that's it. You have to start over that's again. That's taller. Oh, okay. that, that took yeah. me like a while to get that. What? Out. Rookie. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask this question because Mike asked about the rating, which is good. Let me, let me change the question up a little bit. How would you rank this amongst the other Arkham video games? By far the best one. By far the best one? In my opinion, because I look and I loved Arkham Asylum and Arkham City a lot. I mean, I know that Arkham Asylum had to break ground the way it did because you didn't want to give people too much, especially seeing what they did with Arkham City. They had a plan of how they're introducing things. So now they've given you more, but they've also given you more to do. So, like I said, my initial worry was I hope the city's not too big. Having completed the game, I'm like, wow, it, it's just the right amount of uh, a, amount of, pay, of space you can cover and things you have to accomplish. You were cool. you worrying about it being too big? Then it was just the right size. Oh boy, <laughs> I, I, forgot, I forgot what podcast. I was exactly. <laughs> oh goodness, I mean that is what she said though. Yeah, <laughs> Ralph. Um, yeah, I. I really love this game. I think it's one of the best ones that they've made so far. Spoiler alert. Several of her favorite characters die. Yes. What? Oh, not Calendar Man. <laughs> are, we, are we talking heroes and villains? One, or of heroes? The, one of the main villains. One of the main heroes. Wow. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, Joker died already. So, you know, let's know. anything goes. I'll leave it at that. I'll, I hope Ralph doesn't work as magic. <laughs> You know, I've been dying to say the hero that died. Shut so your ass up <laughs> and proceed accordingly. All right, all right, all right. So we've done ratings already. So, 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 all right, so, so let's put a pin in this for, for a little bit. And um, I actually want, should I bring up what we were going to do? Are you, you all right? That's yeah, right. I'm wondering where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we were going to talk about um, who do we think is the best. So Kev one day, because we're all on a, on a group chat, and Kev brings up this... Um, this debate that they have about DC versus Marvel because there's a lot of parallels, obviously, if you're a comic book fan, you know that. 
um, in the way they develop superhero characters and superhero teams that um, a lot of times they have heroes that are very similar and they just basically put it against each other and said, well, who do you think is better, even though they're the same? So I wanted to put it to the Meanwhile 22 crew. I Kev wanted to, but I want to put it to you guys and see what you guys think. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do the first five and see how we fare. All, All right. right. All right, so let's start with the first one. Who do you think is better, the JLA or the Avengers? Uh, JLA. I'm JLA. Avengers. Whoa, okay. Wait, so I got two JLAs and Avengers. Quick, why? Quick. I mean, in terms of power, who's... The, the, the one without powers is deadlier than any Avenger. <laughs> well, that's a bunch of bullshit. But, but sure. <laughs> sure, sure. that's the way they write him Oh, here, now. throw Tony Stark at me. Here's a computer uh, virus. I'm sorry, your, but yeah, your, but your machine is that, shut down. That Batman has only existed for about 15 years. The real Batman was a good fighter and a good detective, but he was a normal person under all that. Not, not the, I can beat everybody, including Superman crap. For me, the Avengers, because they're just very diverse. It's not crap, it's true. You know, it's, just, it's a really diverse group of people. You know, as much as the Justice League has had lots of members in the past, it's just the Avengers. As much as they have shit in there, it's still a good diversion of, of characters. All yeah, right. But my thing about the Avengers is that anybody could be an Avengers. I can go and apply, and I could become an Avenger. I actually uh, declined their membership. <laughs> God. <laughs> what about we, we, you, Cap? Um, actually, honestly, I would go. I, I like the Avengers because I mean, not only because the Cap is the leader, but. My problem with DC is they always have the we always talk about the superlatives that they have the smartest, the fastest, and whatever. And the Avengers are flawed, and they manage to still kick ass. Where DC, DC's guys, DC's um, what's an unrealistic? You said quick. DC has the most bullshittiest of characters. Right. It's like because the thing is, I mean, it's like you can't be a hero in the DC world unless you are the absolute best at whatever right. you are. And it's like, oh, well, I'm sorry, you. it's like that in sports. You can't reach really? a certain level. No, well, hold on, hold on. I disagree because you, you could be the best athlete, but the best athlete doesn't always win. The best team wins, and the best team doesn't have to have the best athletes. I'm on speaking them. individually in terms of actually I'm, getting I'm talking, there. I'm talking about a team. Well, you're, t- you're talking about a battle. I'm, I'm talking about well, right arriving. now. We're, we're comparing DLC, uh, the JLA to the Avengers, not the individuals. But um, that's my problem with it. It's just that it's, they're just too godlike. That's always my problem with the DC. Absolutely. in general. All right, next one. And we got to move along. Next one, um, Adam versus um, Ant Man. Uh, that's a tough one. I do enjoy. Uh, oh, I like. A, I like the Adam. You like the Adam? Yeah. Okay. okay. I, li- I like the Adam as well. I like the Ant Man depending on who it is. If it's if it's Pym, I, I, I like Ant Man. If it's um, Lang, I like Adam. The Adam because he's not scared to go into the micro universe. Well, he he can always go um, shrink way further. But I just think that he has a richer history and a more fleshed out character. Whereas, like you said, with Ant Man, it's just tossed up with not only who you get but who's writing. Whereas Adam Ray oh, Palmer sure. has been pretty consistently written. The okay, ne- the next one's Universal. Just so you know. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. All right, by far. The Flash? The Flash. That's it. You don't even have to say Quicksilver. Wow. Really? I, mean, <laughs> I don't. So the audience knows that'd be a great idea. The Flash versus oh. Quicksilver. Okay. Flash. Like, like Flash. we were saying off air, one is approximately tops at 175 miles an hour. Uh, Mike informed me that it's the speed of sound. The other one travels through time. Mike dropped <laughs> <laughs> it's not, to me it's not about the amount of speed i mean because they're, they're speedsters i mean i could care less about that i just really enjoy barry allen as the flash slowly you know? but surely speedsters are falling into your archers category um no it's it's just that um in dc there's so your many dismissive speedsters. tone says otherwise no it's just in dc there's just so many speedsters and that's all that they do and, and in fact they all get their speed from the same source that it's just like well 
why you know you have Wally, Barry, Bart. Um, you have uh, Johnny Quick's daughter, right? Johnny Quick when he's back alive. Yeah, you have well, Max Mercury, agree. but they all do this exact same thing. It just gets right. boring. I just happen to like Barry Allen as the Flash. I, I'll he's say, a Flash. He's a better personality. I like any Flash. The only thing I'll say is that if Namor didn't exist. I think I'd like Quicksilver more because his personality, the whole, you know, that he's arrogant and he's kind of, you know, like annoyed with people. I kind of like that in, in that particular hero. So I um, personality wise, I would have liked him more. But there's already a name more. So why yeah, even have it's a good thing that his cranky personality doesn't is bother, doesn't bother the cap, nor does his incest. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's in the ultimate universe. Number four. Uh, number four. Uh, Lady Shiva versus um, Elektra. Electra, Lady oh. Shiva's a bunch of bullshit that they made up somewhere along the line. Yeah, I, I don't like Lady Shiva, so no. Electra, Electra. Okay, <laughs> Aquaman versus Namor. Ooh, outrageous! I guess it's Aquaman. Of course. Yeah, I like Aquaman now, but I like Namor from the seventies and eighties because because his, his arrogance didn't just become unbearable. His arrogance was cool, and it was it was actually a realistic type of arrogance as opposed to just being a dick every time you showed up, which is what he does now, you know. And if I'm right, Namor's older than Aquaman in regards to years. In, in, in regards to when they came out. He came out like, he was one of the first Marvel characters yeah. to come out. Yeah, yeah, because he's from the Invaders. They definitely got a richer history, you know. Um, so, And if I was a king, I'd be an, ar- I'd be an arrogant asshole too. So, yeah, <laughs> i go with Namor. Kevin? Mike hit it on the head. I, that's exactly how I felt about that. Yeah. All right, and last but not least, Archers. Um, Green Arrow versus Hawkeye. Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Yeah. Oliver Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver Quinn? Queen. 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 Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like the band. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, even though, granted, they're archers, they, they have to work hard for their skill, right? It doesn't really come naturally. Um, but Green Arrow has a better, like, backstory and more personality, I feel. I say it's not even about the backstory for me. It's just that Green Arrow had much better stories written. I mean, the fact that you know, during that whole time, uh, during like the early 70s, stuff like that. I mean, just that he he is very socially conscious and even, well, I won't say still because New 52, but prior to New 52, he really cared about the little man. I mean, like he, yeah. you know, when he lost all of his fortune, he didn't try and get it back. Uh, he, he just stayed, stayed living. Forest, yeah, he yeah. stayed living in like like the slums with the people and, and fights. Right? Yeah. I have two honorable mentions because I'm really curious. For, I was just going to say an honorable mention. Go ahead. Especially Cap and Mike the Finance guys, being that you guys are knowledgeable with these two. Well, these four, but uh, the first two are Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange. Doctor Fate. Wait, I thought we were coming up for those. No, no, no. I was gonna stop it a little bit short because we have so many. Oh, but yes. but he has wasted honorable okay. mention. I stopped. I stopped it at number five, at number six. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, no, no. I thought we were going through all of them. No, no, no. Just <laughs> the interest of time. That's why I said, okay, maybe we'll... Oh. I'm kind of sure. Sorry, sorry about that, I'm Mike. completely misunderstood. That, no, no, no. That, okay. ki- that killed my entire plan for this segment there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had known. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I was just looking at the time. I was figuring you to cut it short a little bit. My, my apologies. Um, so, Doctor you, Strange is a better magician between the two. Yep. I just, he's just I, a bit more personality. I just don't like um, Doctor Strange or Doctor Fate. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I really am torn because I do like the human aspect of how Doctor Strange relates to wanting to help people, but I think fate is just a much more powerful magician. He is more, he is powerful, because, I mean, it's, what's this? Well, it's DC. Yeah. Everybody Body is, is godlike in DC, <laughs> so th- there's no exception to that. He's, he's one <laughs> of the Black Canary isn't godlike. Black Fairy. You mean a normal person that would just be a crime fighter? But no, I've got this sonic cry that can shatter buildings. <laughs> oh. 
Fuck you. <laughs> Dr. Fate is one of the Lords of Order, right? Yeah. Um, well, Naboo is, but yeah. Naboo, yeah. So I was like, of yeah. course he's going to be godlike. Yeah. But back so like he'll cripple his hands again. Dr. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> and the other honorable mention I had uh, was, and this is really the heavyweight championship of the world right here, uh, Brainiac versus Ultron. Brainiac, hands Brainiac. down. Yep. Especially after Avengers Assemble. I mean, Avengers Assemble. Avengers 2. Oh, I mean, even, with, even without the movie, I mean, uh, Brainiac let, is just no, much more personality. Let's wait to see what DC does. Maybe, you know. I mean, uh, again, I'm, I'm talking about the character. I'm not talking no, about no, the No, no, no. I mean, yeah. in the movie. Well, 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 here's what I'm saying that, you know, um, Ultron is one of those characters that they, they, or at least for a while, they didn't bring him out for a minute. And then they had that run of Ultron in the comic books that did okay, except for Age of Ultron, the comic book, which was, meh. But I said, okay, well, maybe they'll do something better with the movie. The, bo- the movie left a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, and I've just always liked Brainiac better. So, and and I always wondered why they didn't include Brainiac in any of the Superman movie. Um, you know, made him the villain of any of the Superman movies. So. Same reason why Until the Joker shows now. up in every Batman movie. That's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, since we're not doing them all, then I definitely want to skip to this. Is an interesting one. I, I would imagine I know where Ralph is going with this one, but Lex Luthor versus Norman Osborn. Wow. Hmm. And surprisingly, I like Norman Osborn better. I do too. I I think he has hmm. much more. He's, he's more a, he's sinister. A, well, it's not even just that. He's a richer character, I, I feel. You know? What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he's two-faced, hides the fact that he's someone to his son and lies well, to him Well, the thing is, first years. of all, he, between the two, he is the original dick businessman that's going around like, killing people. Because as much as Luthor has been around longer, Luthor didn't become a businessman until John Byrne's run in the 80s. People don't think that. They keep thinking, oh, I know Lex Luthor's always been. No. He was never a businessman until the 80s when Byrne redid him. And basically, right. he redid him as Norman Osborn. That's who he redid him as. Right. But Luther, throughout... He's always been a mad scientist, up until he became a businessman. Throughout, and I want to point specifically towards animated history, has been the cooler one by far. I mean, his voice, his schemes, his presence, you know, especially in the anime. I mean, they made Norman Osborn look a little mad in The Amazing Spider-Man. Now, granted, I know that's not the accurate right. depiction of him, yeah. but even in the comics, I get the sense that it's like, you know, I maybe it's because I, I equate Lex Luthor to the evil Bruce Wayne. It's like, I, like, I appreciate the fact that he's cool about certain things, right. you know? Well, one thing I'll add is... But see, the thing I'm, is that Norman Osborn actually would be the evil Bruce Wayne. Like, he really would be. Right. <laughs> you know? He'd be the evil Batman, not the evil Bruce Wayne. Well, he'd actually be both. Yeah. <laughs> he'd actually kind of be both, actually. You know, Because he was, like I said, he was the original evil businessman between the two of them I'm talking about. Um, so he already had that dual persona between like, oh, I'm just a businessman doing so-and-so. I can't wait to fuck Spider-Man up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, it's funny because um, you talked about the animated um, versions of them. And I'm like, if you read the book, especially after Secret Invasion... When um, Norman Osborn call, called the Avengers on their shit, like, look, you know, look at all this stuff that's gone on. You know, um, Shield is 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 so inept. Let me run. You know, I saved the day. I helped. You know, win the war. And you just saw how he operated this this program under Norman Osborn. He was just so well written. I mean, there's other times he's been written real well, but after Secret Invasion, he was written really really well. So, now the ultimate question. Yeah. Dark side or Thanos? Dark side. Dark side because th- th- he's a little bit more fleshed out. I feel like we- I still don't know enough about Thanos. And I've read Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War. Actually, I think, I mean, this is my opinion of Thanos. I think what it is is that you keep reading 
hoping there will be more about Thanos, and there just isn't. There's not. I mean, yeah. that, that's the whole thing. Is he's not a very rich character. He has one goal, which is to appease Lady Death. Rather than that's yeah, his literally only goal. Period. Whereas Dark Side is like, you know, I've got things to do. You know, I got shit to get done. I got people to talk to and planets to kill. You know, like he's got <laughs> things on his mind. You know. Yeah. Feel like Dark Side has more of the like. He, he has his shit together. He has his yeah, to-do list. You know, he's like, look, uh, that fucking Kryptonian, I'm going to whoop his ass. Uh, <laughs> you, um, what is it, the, 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 the motherfuckers that are like his neighboring planet? Oh, the new gods? The new gods, I'm going to kick your ass, even though I got my ass kicked last time. Like, you new know, there, there's, yeah. you know, it's like Mike <laughs> said, there's more depth to him. You understand him. You know, they know is like... I'm flying around a rock for no reason. I know more about Galactus <laughs> than Thanos. Yeah. Allegedly, Galactus is supposed to be more powerful. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. It, yeah. It's All right. All right, gentlemen. Let me bring this to a close with one last one. <laughs> I know Mike's answer for this one. Deathstroke or Deadpool? Deadpool. Bugging. You're bugging right now. Deadpool. You're bugging. Listen, Deathstroke. Deadpool is a pile of shit. <laughs> He's a pile of shit. Under a pile of shit. <laughs> that looks like you fucked an uglier avocado. Just Deadpool. to quote the movie. <laughs> what about you, Kev? If I gave her the death stroke, she'd be lying in Deadpool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man. Slade is... And everybody, like- please welcome the last time Kev will be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what are you about to say? Look, Slade won me over when he did that thing in fucking Identity Crisis where he said, I'm taking all you motherfuckers on and I'm going to come prepared. Like, that shit was incredible. Ever since then, it's been all downhill with anybody who's tried to do Slade, even though in Arrow they did a pretty good, you know, interpretation of him. Once again, I mean, he's, I mean, granted, you know, Deadpool, I mean, it's not like they actually are the analogous parts of each other. I mean, they're not made to mimic each other. It's not like Thanos and um, Darkseid where they actually are like the same character, basically. They're not. I mean, so that Deadpool is just not relatable. I mean, he's fun for people that like Deadpool, but, you know, I mean, Deathstroke is, you know, he's a character that's just like, well, if I'm going to be evil, I could just be cool like that guy. Right. (laughs) There was this thing on YouTube where they polled fans to see who would win between a fight of Deathstroke and Deadpool, and they animated it. Guess who won? Of well, course, wait, wait, you mean the guy that can actually have his head chopped off and then hold it back to his body and live again? <laughs> I don't see where there's going to be a fight. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Two, two segments in one half. So don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. <laughs> Geeks on the Go. You tried to catch me again, didn't you? No, actually, my finger just slipped. Yeah, right. <laughs> I swear it slips, you Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know the segment. I give quick questions. Stop. <laughs> they give quick answers on all things geek. Arkham Knight? <laughs> <laughs> and we named... We, yeah, we never made... <laughs> wow, let's try that again. We do this. We've done this 64 times. <laughs> no, and you still can't go. get that right. on the go. All right, all right. Now more Big Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I shall let you guys do it next time. Okay, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But hey, if you try- saw the length of these questions, you'd wa- if just reading them without answering them takes five minutes. Oh hush! <laughs> <laughs> it took oh me hush. about an hour. Shut up and just answer the questions. Ready, set, go. What was the biggest surprise? How good Ant Man was? How mediocre Avengers Two was? Or how horrible? Um, Fantastic Four flopped. Mike. 
I'm still mad at Wheaton. Uh, no more excuses. Shame on you for writing Ultron as such a lame villain. Wow. Okay. Wow. B. <laughs> B meaning me- how mediocre Avengers was. C. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Uh, how good Ant-Man was wasn't a surprise, neither how bad the Fantastic Four was. Although, I enjoy the Avengers too. I get what they're trying to do. I don't see what the big deal is about. Alright, should the WWE follow up their Stephen Amell cameo with a Guy Gustin, aka Flash, appearance next year? Ralph? No. That's it? See, Kev? <laughs> Dude, I mean, Stephen Amell is actually athletic. You cannot fake Speed. I agree. <laughs> Mike? Maybe he'll break into a Glee song. Um, <laughs> I say no, but I would like to see Gotham's David Mazuz, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, battle uh, Big Daddy V. Oh, wow. <laughs> Big Daddy V. R.I.P. Oh Big Daddy V. Hey, you know? Oh, my goodness. Big Daddy V. That's why he's been gone for a while. Yep. Um, all right. Rank the following Jokers from best. I don't want to say the worst, but, you know, from highest to lowest. Mark Hamill, Cesar Romero, Heath Ledger, and Jack Nicholson. Kev? Mark Hamill, just because it's been across uh, multiple platforms, he's number one to me. Uh, Heath Ledger, I say what you want. Mike, I enjoyed what they were trying to do and his interpretation of it. Uh, Jack Nicholson was basically Cesar Romero in Modern Eye, so he goes last, and then Cesar Romero goes third to me. Wow. Okay. Mike. You already put them in order. Mark Hamill, Cesar Romero, Heath Ledger, and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Period. <laughs> wow. And I had to get Jack Nicholson in there quickly because I was falling asleep. Wow. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, I cannot answer seeing as how I can't put a reference to Cesar Romero. He's ever. the Joker from the 1960s. No, no, I, I know, but I've oh. never seen it. So, really? Yeah. What? Wait, wait, so you bust my balls about not seeing The Rocketeer, but you never seen Batman 66 with fucking Cesar Romero? It's I like was a, born in 88. Oh, come on. You, you, it's you rerun see. now. And you could have just asked me to put an episode in while we were eating pizza earlier. Jerk. I guess I could have. Yeah. yeah. So so what did you rank the, the remaining ones? So Hamill, uh, Ledger, Nicholson. Okay. All right. Interesting. And last, if you could have a drink or a drink with a hero, who would it be and what story would you want to hear? Ralph. Uh, Aquaman. So you could tell me the one that's outrageous. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Big Kev. Uh, Batman and about the many times he's had to put people in body cast. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> in body cast. Mike. I thought it'd be the one where he took Catwoman and Poison Ivy and uh, How, how'd you become Got a Mike? little cat scratch feature? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> how'd you become Mike? Well, Mike. That's, a, that's uh, after the first bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I, I'd want to share a drink with the tick and I would want to hear any story that qu- requires him to say Spoon! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the tick totally forgot about him. Oh, oh my god. Man. Could you imagine having a drink with that guy? <laughs> be fantastic. You, you would swear you were drugged. <laughs> I don't understand anything he's fucking saying. Honorable <laughs> mention with Tony Stark just so he'd have to go back to rehab. <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> I would say I'd say with Tony Stark to see if I could get him drunk enough to make me to allow me to wear the suit. Nice. <laughs> this is not Iron Man 2. It'd be like, hey, hey, Tony, Tony, I bet I I fit in your suit. No, 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 you don't. No, no. Yeah, I bet I fit in your suit. No, I, I don't think you all right, so let's put it on right now. Okay, let's go to my lab. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm terrorizing the city 
blowing up tanks and shit. So what we've learned from this is Ralph is a really easy pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap <Just> date. Yeah. <laughs> All you need is an iron suit, and I'm there. Let him touch your machine. He'll, he'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> your war machine, yeah. <laughs> your war machine. Is that what you call it? Oh, yeah. All right. So some brief shout-outs. Um, Shout-out to John Paul DeShong. He, he came out with the next installment to Sons of Fate. I believe that's out right now on um, Black, blackberryjuice.net. I believe that's it. Um, shout out to Jamal. I have not heard from you in a while since you did the interview with us here on Meanwhile 22. And you say we never shout you out. So now I'm shouting you out. We need to hear from you. Well, I usually people that are here go on to bigger fame or they die. So <laughs> I don't know which one has happened with him yet. Let's hope for and, the bigger and fame. And now that Big Kev is here, I think it's the latter. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I am forever immortal. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, shout out to Bosch and Cheyenne. Um, now you guys are doing regularly um, your show. Keep up the good work. And I'm wondering what you guys think of the Stephen Amell um, cameo. A lot of people, because I'm, I'm into the wrestling wrestling news as well, a lot of wrestling fans were very surprised at Stephen Amell. And it, it, has anybody seen the highlights of Stephen Amell interfering in the match? No. No. He looks like Arrow. He looks like he could fight. It, like he did a really really good job. Everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, I'm so surprised." I mean, he looked, it was know, all planned. Though, Stephen Amell yeah. can whoop well, your well, ass. It's, it's wrestling, bro. <laughs> yeah, so it's. I thought wrestling was real. <laughs> wrestling is real. People, it is in our hearts. It's it good. It's hearts. good that you accept the fact that it's fake. Well, it's not that it's fake. It's it's it's, it's choreographed. It's choreographed. It's, it's, it's orchestrated. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. It's okay. It's okay. Ralph, you have two wrestling supporters today. Tread carefully. Yeah, tread lightly, brother. It's fake. It's okay. <laughs> There's really no threat from these two, Ralph. There's no high wire for them to jump off up on There's and, a t- and, 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 and throw out their backs trying to do it. <laughs> There's a table I can put them through. There we go. See, see no, because the, all their moves are wrestling moves, right? I just have to take a step back so that way when they you know, when they do their fake punches and their fake grabs, I'll be fine. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, let me any shout-outs from you, gentlemen? Yes. Uh, the two guys we shouted out earlier, Nico and who? Nico and Johannes. Uh, and your, uh, no, 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 Nico and Johannes. J- jazz. Uh, jazz. Jazz. Oh, jazz. Lee Users. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you still on the Fantastic Four thing, huh? Who the fuck had hope? Like, it just sounds preposterous that you had hope. I don't Especially even think Fox that, had hope. Dude, it's not even <laughs> under the right fucking parent company. Like, why would you have hope in anything Fox? Oh, X-Men's been good. Oh, and, and by the All way. All jokes aside. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All jokes aside. Ghost Rider was better than this movie. Correct. Uh, Relax. One. Relax. One. One. <laughs> Ghost Rider. One. I, not Spirit of Vengeance. Sheesh, that's Spirit hard. of Vengeance. Should, <laughs> that, that's hard, dude. That, Damn. That's, that's like Ghost choosing Rider between one piece of shit and another. No, 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 no. You, you, you fuck us at the end of the show with that brain teaser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's a rough one. But let's just say that we didn't see Stan Lee in the Fantastic Four movie. Oh, and by the way, one other thing, just to remind uh, anybody that is still going to go see the Fantastic Four movie. Do not stay. There is literally nothing. Once the screen goes black for the credits, there's nothing to stay for. Yes. I, already, I already did it for you. Yes, you did. <laughs> you were like, yeah, let's, let's go, Cap. There's nothing to see. <laughs> we, we, we were the only people that got up. And I guarantee you, of the 10 other people in the theater, uh, when we went to see it midday, by the way, mm-hmm. um, I guarantee you everyone was like, ah, look at those idiots leaving. You know they're going to miss this. And it's like, no, you just sat here for nothing. <laughs> you understand know what's so funny? When I went... It was Sunday of opening weekend. Uh-huh. It was the last showing in the theater. There was like... Before they burned the theater to get rid of the stench? There were, <laughs> <laughs> there were six people in the theater, including me, my brother, and my friend Ariana. Oh, wow. Jeez, so yeah. you were 50% well, of the a, six people. Well, yeah. even um, there was funny. Like Some representative of Fox did say that they were amazed 
at how fast um, the negative word of mouth affected the bottom line. Usually it doesn't affect something that rapidly, and that's in a worldwide manner. Like, you know, that's just, just to show you the power of things speeding around the internet anymore. It's like, I mean, we're not just talking about a dissenting something here and there, but when enough people have told you something's bad, this shows you the reflection of that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, any shout outs before we go? Nope. Nope. I, I like to shout out the once and always great. All right, Ralph. you're welcome. <laughs> oh God! Uh, shout out to you guys for having me again. I appreciate it. Uh, we love you having you here. Yeah, you're the reigning no, you champion. <laughs> yeah. the, you should hear all the negative stuff they say behind your back. Oh, it's dude. crazy. Well, I, if you leave I the jump mic- in and defend you. If all you the leave time. the mics on, he will. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that's a show for another time, gentlemen. So for <laughs> MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, and Kev Double A, aka Big Kev. This is the Cap saying, "Keep it geeky." And with this lull on comic book movies. Will anybody actually read a comic book?